Welcome back to WTF and Vonadil. I'm your lover, I'm your zero, Spicy Ryan, here with... The Fox Danger with no other clever intro line. And today, we are going to do a topic on what the hell makes this game good. Yeah, that's kind of an ambiguous topic, isn't it? But yeah, I mean, this game means something to a lot of different people, and uh, we definitely want to talk about, uh, kind of piggybacking on, you know, why we played this game, but, you know, what makes this game actually good is a whole different story. And uh, we definitely wanted to to share some insight that we have with our Discord on uh, that particular topic. And what's good is we we made a feedback thread on Reddit, and we asked the Discord, since our Discord's gotten quite large now, actually, and you know we asked people what makes this game good. We wanted to involve everyone's, you know, what they said. We'll call the names out of the people, because there's not too many people, but there's a good handful of people. And we'll, you know, say what's good, and we'll eventually go down the rabbit hole, and it'll be that. Yeah, as we speak, it's actually still uh, flooding in. <laughs> Well, that's my fault because I said we're about to go on and, hey, anyone got any last minute stuff? And, and there we go. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, once we get done with the housekeeping, um, it's definitely going to be interesting to see what people have to say about that. And um, I know in particular, I want to talk about a, a new part of the game. Uh, but before we go deep on that, uh, Spicy, how have you been? Oh, I guess we're doing a role reversal. You're asking me this time. Yeah, I know. I figured I'd switch it up for you and you know, make it interesting. Uh, you know, I'm all right. Had a fun CP party on Pup recently. It was a group of misfits and and junkies, you could say, people oh, that yeah. want people that want CP. But that's about it. A ragtag group of uh, plucky individuals. So there was a shout, and I, you know, there's always a lot of shouts on the Sura, but there was a shout, and it was people asking for the CP party somewhere, and I'm sitting there. I don't know what I was doing. This was like a week and a half ago now. And it was, I'm like, you know, they were asking for a white mage or whatever else for the group, something that I was not because I'm a puppet master looking for CP. And I'd send a tell, I'm like, I can't provide you anything, but if I could, I'd join. And then I think maybe 20 minutes later, I got to tell, could you use the white mage puppet income? And I first I was off put by that because I'm like, ooh, ooh I, don't, I don't know. You're going to ask the white mage puppet with terrible AI worse than a trust to keep the entire group of people alive who are probably not wearing anything besides whatever they could find. That doesn't sound like a good operation here, even though it's only C Gates. But then I said, you know, I haven't been asked that question in about maybe 10 or 12 years, so I'm in. Right. Yeah, exactly. I was asked that question at the 75 era. Could you use the white mage puppet? And it was always a desperate question there. It was never like the first the first choice for anyone. But when I heard that, I go, okay, I'm in. Let's do this. What is Zesty Group? Like, what, what was the setup? Uh, It was a me on pup, a rune fencer, a black mage, a summoner. Originally, there was a Geo and Ninja. They left. Uh, the Ninja left for whatever reason they weren't skill chaining while they weren't important so they kind of felt you know whatever get out of here but we had a geo who was botting and uh i don't care that they were botting it was a matter of why are you using geo fury and indie haste and entrusting frailty what 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 is that what uh, and then we asked him yeah and we asked him to change and they were just busy botting and they didn't do anything so then I was actually being nice for a change, and the rest of the group, maybe one or two people at least in the group, everyone was kind of like, hey, could you do something? But then this one guy's like, he doesn't even know how to play Geo, this guy, and it, like the guy like starts getting offended, and then the guy left, and then, typical. <laughs> he doesn't know how to play Geo, but he's not actively playing Geo, so I don't, I don't know what he's getting offended about. He, he already knows he can't play Geo. He got his feelings hurt because he's getting called out for being a piece of shit bot that doesn't know what the hell he's doing. 
So yeah, basically, so he was providing you two buffs that were what we call passive bubbles. So they're bubbles that are just going to provide their buff because nothing else has to be done. And the reason he was entrusting that frailty for the people who don't know is the frailty bubble is originated from the person that it's on. So as long as that person is putting hate on things, the frailty that that person has is applying to whatever targets. It's a really weak frailty because there's no like geomancy plus applied to it or anything. Um, so it's like a 900 bubble with no specialness. It's weaker it's than ND. Like it's frailty. weaker than geo. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's on the low end, but that's why that particular order was chosen. And that's one of the quickest ways you can identify whether or not your geo is a bot. Besides being automated with everything else. Right. Uh, and then they left. We got a bard, which was a much better outcome because now we're capping haste because uh, we didn't even full have a full-time indie haste going. It was just it was just bad. <laughs> it was bad. So that happened. The ninja left. We got a core. So eventually what happened was, since I have King Konkin and I'm well-geared enough, I was soloing one mob, making a skill chain. And then the rune fencer was soloing a mob with another self with the core bouncing back and forth, literally switching targets constantly to do Savage Blade and stuff between, you know, I would do, what did I do? I think Stream Pummel to Howling Fist for Fusion, then they would run over and do Savage Blade, then I would close a Victory Smite, and the Summoner yeah. or Black Mage with Magic Burst. And it was cool, because you had the, the Rune Fencer spending Dimidiation, and the Black Mage and Summoner are Magic Bursting off that, and then I'm fighting my stuff, and it was a good time. Misfit with the puppet just yeah. sitting there trying to keep people alive. Sometimes people did die, but that was only from passive aggro. There's a lot of moving parts in that scenario, too. Like, it oh, it was a disaster, but it was fun. Yeah, that, that rune fencer was, like, super overworked. The rune fencer didn't even get hurt. It was it was everyone else getting hurt. Right. Uh, yeah, so that was fun on Pup. That was a good time. That was good stuff. Yeah, like, if I were to approach that party, I would have tried a uh, divide and conquer method where, like, two DDs um, would have been making one skill chain. And of course you have a black mage and a summoner. So go ahead and split that up and have one burst on one. And then you can actually fight two mobs at a time and have, you know, you and your pup making, you know, whatever light skill chain and have the other person burst do. So, I mean, with a little more thought to that party, instead of like the pickup nature of the party, um, you know, a little bit of planning, I should say, well, uh, you could have probably had a really cool divide and conquer. That was already the thought being added, Fox, because when I got there, it was everyone piling on one mob and spamming weapon skills. And I go, hey, guys, why don't we skill chain? And then that turned into, you know, I was trying to skill chain and the ninja who was still there trying to skill chain with me. And we don't have any good combos because it's freaking Katana with hand to hand making fragmentation. Woohoo. Unless you use Shijin Spiral, which is also garbage, then that's about it. But, uh, you know, eventually when everything settled in, the Corsair was doing it and me and the, and the Rune Fencer were trying. And then it's like, okay, we need to have two mobs at once so we can do this. And then kind of talk the Corsair in to come do Savage Blade for my fusion, then go do whatever you're doing and run back. And that was already more coordination <laughs> than when I got there. So I just go, okay, this is fine. I can, I can settle into this and just relax. This is fine. The cool thing about that, though, is um, it breaks the monotony of CP. Because, like, when you sit in a CP party and you're actually doing, like, real CP and you're not just, like, botting it or paying for it, right? Um, you tend to get into this groove where you can, like, glaze over and, like, actually have YouTube running. You could probably watch YouTube while you're just spamming weapon skills. Um, at least with the running back and forth, you stay engaged. And I guess that would actually make time move a lot faster, too. Because, like, it's just a more, again, engaging experience. So how are you, Fox? Hey, I'm doing all right. Uh, we are recording this uh, this thing late, and I'm not going to get into the particulars of it, but apparently it's super hard to get a fridge into a house. Um, so uh, we're uh, we're about a week late on uh, the recording here just to mess with your guys' sense of time and when we do things. Yeah. Um, aside from that, though, um, I, I'd say I'm doing pretty good. 
Uh, I've done a, a lot of the new content for Odyssey. I'll talk a little bit more about that later. I want to know what happened uh, in the clipboard, though, before we go further. <laughs> it's still sitting in my kitchen. Okay, so, so the guy with this clipboard. That's good. Yeah, yeah. So so, so, so Lowe's, if anyone's familiar with the, the chain. Ooh, I didn't even know it was Lowe's. Lowe's. Yeah, so Lowe's is trying to, to deliver a fridge <laughs> to my house. And Trying. apparently they need a four-man team to get into my house, which is already false. And I'm not going to go down the rabbit hole of how I figured that out. But th- it was their last delivery of the day. They didn't want to do anything. It was already delayed once. So this is not the first time they tried to deliver. Well, it's a fridge, not a piano. Them. What's this four people thing? Exactly. Like four people won't even fit in my entryway. A like, grand piano here. Yeah, yeah. Like it, it's it's a standard staircase leading from the entry of my house, and there's like no way four people can even interact with this. I don't know <laughs> what the guy was talking about, but the dude, upon inspection of the house, decided to leave his stack of invoices with everybody's like addresses and personal information and keys in my kitchen. And his keys. And here's the cool part: like I had to, you know, we had to, I had to interact with the store, right? And I had to. To see what was going on with that. Wait, if and he left his keys, how did he get back? It was like this other like lock and key thing. It looked like a bunch of bike locks, right? <laughs> I don't really know what that was specifically for. Maybe it's trying to unlock the fridge from the truck. Yeah, but <laughs> it, but contacting the store to set up the um, the new delivery time, which is going to be Friday of this week, recording tomorrow. Um, in all of the conversations that took place, like we still still have not received any information about whether this dude is going to come pick up this clipboard. Let alone his keys. I mean, everyone's yeah. personal information. Yeah, it's real bizarre. So I, I know they know. legalized weed in Seattle, Fox, but holy shit. Yeah, I, I don't know. But uh, it's, it's just been a really weird experience. And it's been a whole lot of like waiting around and inconveniencing people. So if anyone was affected by me who's listening to this, I apologize. Well, no, that's the glory of our, you know, if anyone's wondering why we're a week delayed, because now it is completely seamless. Yeah. No one would ever know if we didn't but, say anything. But aside from that, um, I've been really behind on the, the Paladin stuff. I just uh, dealt with some midterms uh, for my class, so I just haven't been inclined to do math for the game. But I plan on getting that back on uh, getting back onto that soon for Shield Block. And then um, and the Fox Danger Lab in the Discord. Yeah, and the Fox Danger Lab in the Discord. And then uh, I also have been doing um, doing new Lua's for like Monk, for example, uh, for a few things because. I don't know, like, I, I use a lot of the, the Moats Luas. I think they're all, like, mostly cylindrals, but I think you can squeeze a little more out of it using the uh, the ones that you have for, for Temple, honestly. So I've been rewriting some of those. Nice. Son of a bitch, Funkworks just got regal cuffs from a Montrove. Hey, that's how I got mine. I don't have them. Congrats, dude. In a week you'll hear that, Funk. Congratulations. Yeah, my thoughts go out to you and your, your, new, uh, your newborn regal cuffs. So you have in here in the show notes the the LS concierge change, right? Yes. So what's going on with that? So as of the February update, the last update we had, they got rid of all the uh, LS concierge in Adelin, um, Aragon, Vike, uh, Whitegate, and uh, you know anywhere that's not Windurst Walls, North Sandy, and what is it, Bastok Mines or Port Bastok? Because who cares about Bastok? No one even cares about that place. Uh, it's next to the Mog House in those zones, and now it no longer gets cleared during maintenance. There's more criteria and whatever, so I don't have to run back every maintenance and try to, if I don't forget to even do it, go put the Pearl in there. So the Pearl is now in all three of those out of the three, instead of, used to be Juno and two different NPCs in Rulu, two different NPCs in Adeline. You know, there, was, there was like 12 NPCs, and it was a waste of time. Now there's three, so that's good. 
So anyone who wants to join, it is since we've said before, at least since I've said before, that it's in the Adeline NPCs, those are gone. So there it is. All right. Yeah, I don't pay attention to anything in the updates that isn't like new content and or gear they're throwing at us. So with uh, when it comes to like the LS concierges and stuff, because I'm never actually like looking for a pearl. Like I didn't know what was going on with that. You just had it in the notes sitting there like something had occurred. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, the, as far as our notes are structured for the entire hour and a half plus, this will be it's like five lines. <laughs> and that was we've already gone through three of the five. So there we go. Well, yeah, but I mean, we're going to. Well, I'm going to try not to go too deep on one of the ones coming up here, but well, it's the next man, one. I've really got to, I've got to debunk this. Okay. So, okay. So let's, we're going to go into the Odyssey armor. I'm going to set you because when we first got down to do this, you know, half a week or more ago, we talked for like 40 minutes about the Odyssey armor and yes. weapons and everything. So I'm going to give you a hard time here of 15 minutes. Let's see if you can yes. keep it in. So here's the thing, guys, I'm not going to go through and break down every piece of armor like I did with Spike. Um, every accessory that's come out and all that stuff. There is a lot of good stuff in here. For those who um, don't know. Shout outs on, yeah, for those that don't they know. They update um, introduced armor. Yes. So now we have Atonement 1, 2, and 3. Um, I recently got access to all of this, so I've been kind of playing around with, uh, you know, getting this stuff, but it's very expensive. Um, Not so very. It is for me. I don't sit there and stockpile gill. I just make gill when I need I it. I do. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, so from Atonement 1 and 2, just make sure you get the stuff that's interesting. Um, I'm going to point out specifically Koisty Bodahar. Um, that is a very good ammo. I'm not going to go into all of its applications, but it is very good and not just for TP. Um, and then we have the Obstinate Sash. Um, that is another piece that is good from Atonement 2. Uh, I would definitely recommend picking that up as a general accessory for any job that can equip that. i got to pull up the Odyssey rewards here. Yeah, it's, it's extremely good. Anything with enfeebling duration is key, especially if you're a red. And turn your streamer mode on, Fox. Yeah, hang on. Let me just mute every channel forever. <laughs> okay, where's the sash at? Because the, the Koista Bodahar there is an ammo, which is finally Blue Mage gets an ammo again. But, I mean, the augments. How long does it take to freaking augment this? Because the base of double attack, three star TP3 is cool. But then you get an augment of strength five, attack 15. So it's going to be, you know, great for expiation. I mean, if yeah, you really want to me... split the hairs versus plus one Algmir orb, if you're cap versus not cap, but I would just use this every time. Yes, and at a base, though, and, and this is what's really important about this stuff, like, at a base, this stuff is still pretty good. I mean, the Sash is better when augmented, obviously, but it's oh, still it's really good, it's too. Oh, it's magic duration Sash. Yes, um, but the, the Kosti Bonar, um, even if you don't get the Augs on it, it's still a very good ammo. Um, it pretty much replaces Jinsen, regardless. Like, there's some wow. situations where... Like, let's say you have AM, AM3 from Fox. Mythic Up. Or Gelmir Orb NQ replaced Jensen, so... Yeah. But I mean, I, as far as, like, reasonable ammo goes, it's very good. It's only a few mil. It costs that much to get this, too. Yeah, I know, I know. But um, and finally, you have double attack on an ammo piece, which is kind of important for the, the plethora of jobs that's on it. Uh, the problem with the Tonnet 1 and 2, though, is that the new armor did come out, and now you have to decide whether or not you want to rank this stuff up, or if you want to rank up the new armor. And... Honestly, ranking up the new armor may actually overshadow this. So you have this like weird situation where you can't necessarily prioritize atonement. See, I've never done any of these uh, Shoal, Gal, whatever they are, atonement one, two, hullabaloos. Um, <laughs> I've never done them. So for me, it doesn't even... I mean, I don't know how long it takes to augment any of this. Could take, what, a month? I don't even know for per piece how long it takes to augment anything. I honestly don't know either. Um, from what I understand, this is a very, very long process, though. Uh, from what Martell has said, um, apparently it's it, it takes many, many, many runs, and you have to constantly keep doing harder and harder difficulties, which is good. 
Um, but I mean, it's well, still it a very, it's very laggy and it's a very gated system. So with it being so gated, it's more gated than Omen. And that's been the, the major critique of this new system is that uh, you just basically have to do this every day and you can't like storm tag. So you can't like spam through on good days. Oh, Square Enix, those flaming gate lords. So um, Atonement 3 has come out, though, and I do want to spend more time on Atonement 3 than, you know, the rest of the stuff that we've already seen. And I'll start with weapons, and there's there's two specific weapons, three asterisks, but there's two specific weapons that I'm just going to mention. Um, there's been a lot of testing on Quetzalcoatl uh, server uh, around, like, Falkirk's group uh, around the uh, Agu's Axe, uh, which is the Beastmaster Axe. Um, the pet melee damage plus 10 is actually plus 10%. And most testing in, I think all testing up to this point indicates that it is 10% carried across every hit. So this is going to be your go-to axe for multi-hit weapons or multi-hit ready moves. Um, it's actually a very, very major increase. And it may actually replace, which is your TP bonus plus 200 for all Beastmasters who know what that particular axe does. Um, it's a pretty exciting deal. 4.5 mil, you get something that's pretty solid for your pet. Um, so that's definitely something that should be on any Beastmasters radar. Well, no uh, one plays that job, Fox, right? Well, hopefully more will. Well, I, I mean, think it's picking up steam. Cool. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And then if we can actually make the pet deal damage, we'll have more options outside of just bring the beast for slug, you know? I uh, I mean, I'd argue you already have more than just the slug, but I mean, yes. maybe the community sees it that way. But hey, that'd be an improvement from never bring Beastmaster at all. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So, I mean, it's gaining traction, right? Once you get your foot and then in the door. We have, we have Galetti's Knife. Um, that one right there is pretty competitive with Turnian and other options too. I'm not going to go super deep on it, but you should check out the stats, see if it applies to your set, run it through some spreadsheets, but it should be on your uh, radar. Don't tell me about running it through spreadsheets. And I'll eventually yeah. get it in the Thief Guide on BG. Eventually, just anyone who's listening to this, I'll get to it. It's I'm probably going to replace the Turnian if you don't need... I mean, I mean, only I would care about the extra evasion. I mean, no one really cares about that in general gameplay. I mean, not only I, but that you yeah, know what I'm getting at there. And then turning in the accuracy is, just is the extra, different. yeah, the, the 27 accuracy um, on turning in is it's a matter of delay versus important. stats. And I'm going to say these stats should far outweigh the delay. I mean, just looking at it alone, it should, even without augments, just picking up yes. straight, that should replace any offhand outside of TP bonus. It's very good. And it should be, it should be picked up because it's pretty reasonable. And then at a distant third on, on my radar of things that are neat, um, and pocket staff, uh, that is. Probably going to be White Mage's best magic for staff, which is really just an omen trick, but I'm excited for it because I'm so. I think the Sakpata's fists are cool too, because if you don't want to spend 80, 90 mil for the Zolotl, whatever the hell those Puppet Master ones are, since you can't use yes. the tier one and two because you have to be in Dynamis to get the frickin' at. I mean, you could use them, but you're not going to get the accuracy <laughs> bonus for a time when, if you're going all pop and you're trying to fight let's say, a Ryzenjima Helm with Overdrive, you're going to want that extra accuracy bonus absolutely for sure. So being able to spend oh, yeah. 4.5 mil until... I didn't even augment this thing at all. It's just master stats in there as far as it looks like. So spending 4.5 mil until you eventually spend 10 mil to get yes. Automaton attributes plus 20 and then accuracy on everything plus 50. That's, you know, that's probably going to be... So, since you don't get any attributes on the puppet, that's probably going to be the best thing you can use until that... You know, then you got to augment the thing too and diversion. So it's that'll last people. I mean, four point five mil is not a lot. Just because I pointed out these specific things does not mean these are the only exciting items on the list. Um, a lot of these things are very exciting. Um, uh, I'm going to talk about Psychopathic Sword as part of the set later because well, I mean, that's not exciting if you're a blue mage. 
Thanks, exactly. thanks for the fast cast phalanx DT sword, Square Enix. Blue Mage was really starving for that. Oh, and this mind and vit. Oh, thanks. You see, this 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 guys is why Spicy was putting a limit on this part because like we can talk about this new stuff for a very long time. We did. And we did. And it's it's all very good. Like this ninja katana, in a future ninja episode, I will be talking about that probably. But um, I'm going to talk about Psychopata Sword as well, but that's going to be different and part of probably the most prominent set in here. But I do want to skip to the armor. Yeah, go to the armor so we can, her. you know, speed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, you know, I, I have a time limit. <laughs> Sorry. So eh, it's all right. I'm not helping. Forever. So um, I'm just going to go and list on the BG site. So we have the Agu set. Um, it's interesting for Rune Fencer. I think you might be able to get some really interesting magic bursts. And it has a very nice amount of magic evasion, uh, which I think can get overlooked for the fact that it doesn't have um, any DT on it. Um, it's got interesting stats for the mages that are on it, but overall I think it might be the weakest set. Um, it just doesn't do anything that's that exciting compared to what those jobs are currently geared to be able to receive. Well, if you're a rune like fencer, it's exciting because you're yes. on something different. Yeah, it lets you do a new trick, right? It lets you do cooler things with your swipe and lunge, which I think is just free damage uh, depending on how you time that. Um, so I would say build the set out of curiosity and just kind of see how it performs. The pants are the greatest fast cast pants you can use outside of a dark matter augment on Herc. And they also have DT if you augment them. So that replaces, uh, I think probably every rune outside of Herc was using the Anyamos plus two pants. So this will also give you, I think it's about the same HP. So it'll give you a little more leeway here with your sets and not getting hit as hard when you cast. Yeah, like if, you wanna, if you're a rune and you're basically only a rune and you want to focus this set, Getting the DT10 on top of these pants with this fast cast, like it, it's it's not a bad choice. Even um, so, at it, it, it rank 15, you get DT5. You you've already tied slash beaten uh, Ayamo, so there you go. Yeah, um, I think most of my lack of excitement for that set comes from just comparing it to a lot of the other options that are going to be on this list here. You know what gives me a lack of excitement? Physical damage limit on white mage gear. Yeah, so I mean, we're looking at Bunzi set, <laughs> and Bunzi set has some weird stuff going on with it. Um, it's an interesting nuking set for White Mage, and I actually really like it for that reason. Um, I, it has some summoner-based stats, and I don't think the set's going to be very exciting for summoner, but I'm sure some summoner will prove me wrong. Uh, the overall thing is I haven't even really looked at this set too deeply because a lot of it just feels like stuff I can already get on White Mage outside of like being able to nuke. Like, the magic evasion isn't groundbreaking. The spell interruption uh, rate's nice in the pants. Yeah, but I'm, you don't often get interrupted on White Mage. Is True. The this and is also red mage gear, though, so that's... Yes, and that could be relevant if you're doing some sort of, like, crazy solo like uh, that loot guy does. Um, he's actually a really accomplished red mage soloer if you look him up on YouTube. On YouTube. Frankly, uh, what's nice, too, is the head, if you augment it, will at least give you store TP for a change on a job like white mage or bard that doesn't get a store TP head, so maybe if you're the you one of those that. fancy... Oh, okay, sorry, I say that, sorry, okay. Yeah, you say that, but, I mean, the Aonmo head is real. Yes, but that's... Uh, what is that? Three or six. four? Oh, it's six. Never mind. Okay, forget that. So if you're it, ranked yeah, thirty, if that exists, we don't. It's kind of it's in the dats right now. No one's actually established it at this point because it's still new enough that no one knows. So if you spend a lifetime getting ranked thirty to melee on Bard, you've beaten the Yamo head. Otherwise, eh. it does have so fast cast ten on it too. I guess this opens up the reason why I really wanted to talk about these sets and all because a lot of people are like freaking out saying that like oh it, it destroys malignants and oh this is better than all the other gear that you're wearing. And it's 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 good, but it's a side grade. And that's kind of what we're looking at in this scenario, too. Like, this is like Aonmo. Um, in some ways, it could be better than Aonmo, 
but probably not as a full set when it comes to like if you're wanting to pull out your club and you know you know what this feels like what's that back at the 75 era when znms came out they introduced all that gear and a lot of it was minor improvements but it was all like everyone wanted to get it and everyone was going nuts and some of it was very good and a lot of it was just kind of like barely better a lot of these pieces are barely better or barely worse or side grades are very niche pieces or macro pieces or you know specific aftermath set you know very niche kind of sets kind of thing and it feels exactly like that they had like i looked at these sets and initially a lot of them look impressive unimpressive and then you kind of go oh wait that would be very good or the best thing for this or this isn't as great as i thought it was until i compared it to other things and i think that's the feel of this entire sets here is everyone looked at Sakpata, which i'm sure we'll probably just skip ahead to next I mean, maybe you may want to touch the Numpaka or something, or Monk and Pup or something next, but... Well, I'm going to be real quick on, on those ones. So, like, Galetti set, for example, very good for uh, for Beastmasters. You aren't going to wear it full-time, but it does do some interesting tricks, like the hands are a great DT option, and having called Beast plus one is something we've asked for for years and years and years. So, when we're looking at the Galetti set, if you're a Beastmaster, you should absolutely focus the, um, the feet and the hands. And there are some other cool tricks that the set's going to do, but it's nothing game-breaking. It's a decent idol for reason. That's about it. So, I mean, I'll just kind of gloss or uh, gloss on past it. Yeah, I mean, for Blue Mage, maybe if rank 30 is a thing and you spend tons of time and you really love all mace, maybe you can move your sets around and wear the body and get DT and stuff. But otherwise, it's really marginal at best. It's, I have to look at each piece and see maybe one fits in better than the other. But it's, I mean, it's more like CDC gear than, and it's not even like I look at it. It's not even that. You're, I mean, the Gladys Greaves here are the first thing that stand out to me here. If I'm comparing CDC, the the current best thing is a Zawar Subligar rank 15. So that's gonna have to, you know, it's a it's a FTP replicating weapon skill. You're gonna have to look at that versus you know losing multi attack to get a little more. I don't even know if it's a little more crit. I think it's 10 percent versus seven. But you got more stats here and attack and stuff. And CDC does care about attack. Yeah, but I mean, it, it won't replace anything, though. And, like, CDC also wants, like, crit damage plus. Oh, wait, never mind. There's no dex in these legs. Never mind. There's yeah, at least no, dex no in dex on the legs is, is a pretty common thing for pants, too. Yeah, like, it if is. If these had dex on them, that would be pretty interesting. But lacking even 10 dexterity will make all the difference here. Forget these. If they had what physical wanna... damage limit. Go on, sorry. Oh, it's cool, it's cool. Uh, what I want to point out overall for these sets, though, is something to keep on the radar. Um, SE has been giving us a lot more, like, passive defense on, on gear. And you'll notice, like, all the defense ratings on this gear are, like, just out of control. And then on top of that, while these sets don't necessarily have a lot of magic evasion, if you look at how much magic defense bonus is on these, like, you'll you'll see that you're they're really aimed to uh, cutting down the actual damage that you get inflicted with, regardless of being a, an actual DT piece. And just, like to, wild just to give an example here, the Gladys Gauntlets have five more defense than an Adamar Jacket plus one. And the, yeah. the body is, you know, almost 50 more defense than the hands. So it's a lot of, when you add it up to every piece, you're adding an extra 300 defense passively to everyone, probably. So, yeah, I mean, let's look at what, what Paladin's always running. I realize this, this isn't Paladin gear, but I want to compare this to a tank job, right? Um, these Gauntlets have magic defense bonus plus 12. So silver on hands on paladin have magic defense bonus plus one <laughs> usually you don't get much higher than like maybe six or seven even so, even malignance was like four or five and that was higher than typical yeah so it's very high it's just something to keep in mind when you come to uh gearing the higher level content or content they could release in the future because these values are strange they aren't values we've seen before and they should be on people's radar just to keep keep an eye on. i like how the ranger said i had no physical haste Yes, because it doesn't need physical haste, and I'm glad they finally realized that, and they put Snapshot on it instead. 
So the the ranger set is very good if you can make sure your ranger is not in range of any ranger enemies. core. Ranger core, yeah. I just wanted to add. Uh, when I look at this set, it makes me interested in equipping my Armageddon and actually doing something with it. But aside from that, it's it's malignance that isn't quite as tanky. Well, think about it. If you're shooting, yeah. get hit, and you didn't die this time. There you go. Exactly. Well, if it's magical, there's no no physical damage taken here. But the the PDL is slightly higher. Um, yeah, I mean, you get magic evasion. That's neat. It's not quite as high. Uh, actually, it might be around there. Definitely not the hands. Emity minus two, so you don't pull hate as much. Every piece is good Emity minus. Huh? Yes, so your rangers aren't going to be stuck using Annihilator when that's the case. Um, I know that I'm funneled into Annihilator a lot when I do ranger things. But it's cool. It does physical damage plus. It is um, not the most exciting thing because Malignance exists. Um, Malignance, it's like a psych raid, basically. But the attack and the PDL makes me want to uh, shoot stuff with it. Those barrage procs. Those barrage procs. Uh, and pocket set. Um, this set is extremely, extremely good for weapon skills. The, the head is incredible. Um, TP bonus plus 200 on monks, where you get triple attack and attack. It is pretty crazy. Uh, killer attack, killer effects plus on the entire set screams a samurai fighting demon should be wearing founder's body with this. And you could probably do crazy, crazy jinfus. Um, aside from that, though, uh, this set is does not replace Kenditsuba. And this set might be a side grade in a lot of situations for the Tatanashi set. So if you guys have uh, upgraded any of that UNM gear, I wouldn't necessarily throw it on the ground or anything. Pup don't get uh, Tatanashi gear. Yes, and Pup actually gets a decent triple attack set with attack, which is really cool. Yeah, I mean, I have not messed around with the blue or thief spreadsheet for the new gear, but I have the monk spreadsheet was very updated, and I have been ripping that. I mean, not ripping it apart. I've been trying to, you know, re-engineer it for Pup, and so far it's working in a manner I find acceptable. Not that I'm an expert, but I put the gear in there and, you know, I have Empaka's double replacing Hayoka plus one body. So unless you need Enmity or Pet Haste, which I wouldn't even use the body for the Pet Haste in that scenario for Pup because you have the Talaya jacket or whatever, then yes, then yeah. But a lot of those pieces, the Empaka's cap will replace uh, R15 uh, blistering salad. So that's that's unfortunate. All that money's gone, but there you go. Yeah. Yeah, the head the head is the head is incredible in this set. It's and even when you augment it, even if it slightly lost to the blistering salad or, or was close to the Soleil, uh it the skill chain damage will immediately invalidate any of the yes. difference there, even if you barely have it augmented. So the Soleil is now dead because I didn't have use for it on blue. It doesn't really have a place on Dragoon unless you really don't have anything else with Shining One. I mean, so really I don't see a job besides maybe a mage job using it now that that would even matter on it would still be marginal at best. This is a 70 attack head with triple attack on it for Pup. TP bonus. And TP bonus, That's yeah. pretty rare, too, because the only thing we really had before was either a weapon or the Moonshade. Yes, I actually had to go through all my Luas and restructure how the um, the, the the TP calls go, the TP hooks when I go to weapon skill uh, interact. Well, some people because now, Yeah. Uh, I, I do have this set, um, or most of this set. It's, it's very good, um, especially the head. Uh, but... I haven't augmented anything. That's that's going to be a while before I pull that off. I Definitely like that the hands, despite everything else here, of not having pet haste at all, which this set really could have used some pet haste. That would have been nice. I would have gotten rid of the accuracy for some pet haste at least. Yes. I do like that the hands have automaton weapon skill damage 10%. That should be fun. Oh, um, the thing I wanted to point out specifically about this set, though, if you are a ninja, do not TP in this set. Um, this set has no ranged accuracy. 
So your Dakins will be awful, and you do rely on that uh, for TP gain. That, that's what makes your TP gain so fast. So don't don't get the set for that reason. Um, for for ninjas, this is purely weapon skill stuff. And that leaves us with the last set. Okay, even though so we're this probably is ten minutes over. Sorry, but this oh, I think set we is, can't help it. There's so, a lot of stuff here. It's not your fault. Yeah, this set is fundamentally game breaking for the heavy armor jobs that it's on, and this is the Sakpata set. Um, a lot of people say that this replaces the Volt Hobbard set from Winterst, and I'm inclined to agree with that mostly. Um, you don't want to throw your Volt Hobbard set away because it does have a very nice amount of idle regen for a DT set, and it also has 9% haste on the legs, which can be really important depending on what job you're playing and how you want to cap your haste. So just you know, bear that in mind. Like The legs are still really important from... Uh, uh, so essentially from every Paladin going to Winter should just hope legs drop and nothing else. Yeah, I mean, still pick up the set. Like, worst case scenario, you can mule it, and if it happens to fit in your set, it happens to fit in. Um, it should be a lot less in demand now because most people will be like, I'll just get Sackpotas instead. No, you've so never you been be to Link Show when something drops and everyone doesn't even know what it is and they just lot it. You're right, though. You're right. Um, so every piece of this set provides a ridiculous amount of DT, um, a ridiculous amount of magic evasion, and for whatever reason, they decided to stick a ridiculous amount of uh, PDL on it, which is actually more important for Dark Knight than Double Paladin. attack. But one of the main things that Paladins want to pick this up for is the fact that the legs and the sword have Phalanx plus 5 on them each. It saves a spot. These are Dark Matter Ogs. Like, these are Ogs that Paladins know are painful to try to get. So this, now, in your sets, if you're going to do, like, a Phalanx uh, build that's maxed out, you only need to get Phalanx 5 on the head and body, and you are, you're done. Um, you have everything, basically. So... Just having two Dark Matter Ogs lean on your Paladin now means that you're going to be able to max these sets out a lot easier, which is um, when you're... Uh, one, one main thing that I also did with Paladin is this set helps shore up some of the weaknesses that uh, the Aegis has. And to explain that, I actually have a build where I wear four out of five of this set with the Sacro Breastplate, and then I have a counter cape, and I wear and because of the counter on the feet, you can actually maintain with pretty decent accuracy um, a 30% counter rate while you're using the Aegis. So a lot of the times people don't want to use Aegis because you're just going to get punched in the face a whole lot and you can't really do anything about it because you're not you're not going to block. Like even with reprisal up, your, your block rate is abysmal. Um, now you have a way to mitigate that incoming damage and it plays really well with a Burt Gang uh, when it comes to just getting punched in the face and being able to mitigate what's going on. Um, so this with its magic evasion plus Aegis is extremely synergistic. Um, the magic evasion from this plus pre-win is extremely synergistic. Uh, these, it, it basically, I, I I went and tanked Dynamises on Paladin ever since picking this set up, and the Dynamises are like child's play. Um, nothing lands on you. It, it's it's absolutely insane. So there's there's really no trade-offs. Like if you were a Paladin, picking up this set helps bridge the gap quite a bit more. If you thought you were behind your Runefencer friend, um, definitely definitely give this a look and. And definitely don't overlook the phalanx that the set provides either. And with uh, that, otherwise for like Dark Knight, oh, real quick, Dark Knight, use the set with uh, resolution when possible. Your numbers are, are going to be completely insane. If you're buffed, especially the PDL there with resolution is going yeah. to make you even on Warrior too. You're going to just you know roll tide. Think about it too. Phrase goes. A lot of times, like Dark Knights would be like super mad because they get caught in their weapon skill set when they take damage and they take like a bunch of damage or whatever and, and die or you know they they lose a bunch of HP. Because um, their their HP is capped. Like in this set, you aren't only just you know super buffed and, and taking advantage of PDL, but you're also wearing a whole bunch of DT in the same set that you're resolutioning in. So you don't necessarily have to wear five of five, 
but keep it in mind when building those sets for attack cap, attack cap scenarios because it's extremely good. Like I've made some pretty crazy looking resos. And with that, let's get into the episode with our longest intro yes. yet. But I think, you know, we just couldn't ignore that content any longer, Fox. Yeah, def- oh, God. Uh, <laughs> definitely not. Look at I know that clickbait. Oh, geez, we're not going to be clickbaity about it. I think we got to the meat and potatoes there. Yes, don't throw away your old sets. Just build them. They're side grades, and we're done. Do we want to tackle the negative feedback we've gotten first and then go into the positive? Yeah, let's do it, because I didn't spend as much time looking at that, actually. So I'll start with YouTube, because we haven't gotten anything negative before until YouTube. A surprise. I mean, there's a couple of things in the Reddit thread, so we'll cover, we'll, we'll cover those next. But um, at all the feedback here, this isn't even explicitly towards this episode or the thread of feedback or the Discord. This one was Mr. Mike Myers, also posting twice with Kinky Boys with a Z which is great. And I only know this person was not going to like us because when they subbed to us before they unsubbed to us, I clicked them. I go, is that Mike Myers is in the terrible cat in the hat? Is that, is that Austin Powers? <laughs> is that where is, is Austin Powers into us? So I, I clicked and it was all a uh, stuff that is very opposite of myself, let's say. So I can, it's so no surprise here that is Spicy, not to mention his shitty political opinions every episode challenge, parentheses, impossible. And uh, yeah, I, I guess it's impossible. So sorry, uh, we're a very political channel here. Yeah, right. I definitely love that slide. I can't help it if the top 0.1% of America owns now after the pandemic more wealth than the bottom 90%. That's only embarrassing. But uh, anyway. Well, honestly, those opinions don't really come up that much, though, I guess is kind of what I was getting at. Yeah, I know. I don't know what this guy's talking about. I just wanted to fail the challenge there by pointing out a fact that wasn't even my opinion oh. and then adding an opinion that it's rather embarrassing. Uh, but let's go into the thread since we made a thread on Reddit and it was rather nifty because we got feedback. So posted a thread asking for feedback after our underutilized jobs episode, which, you know, people seem to have liked. Uh, I think someone even said it was uh, the best one yet or something because they like our musings. So. Thank you for that. All right. The person sent that Intel in game, and I don't remember what their name was because it was Intel in game, so I couldn't record it. So thank you to that person. They're Canadian. So it started off with, um, you know, how many Canadians do you have listening? And the answer was in the past month, you're 7% of the audience. So thank you, Canada, uh, Canada and the Canadians. Canada? Yeah, Canada. I-, I wanted to say Canada, but I just couldn't do it. That's good. Canada's actually moved up to number two in our... Uh, our ratings here on YouTube and podcast platform. So out of nowhere, the UK has dropped off into the abyss and uh, Canada here. All right, Canada, welcome to the show. So let's see, what other negative feedback do we have here? This one pertained to um, Pink Bunny, who is upset that I called them out for saying that Vajra is garbage or whatever on Reddit because they were posting incorrect information and tried to sidestep, so they have a thing against me here. Said, little ironic that you also screen cap, uh, screen cap uh, Reddit Final Fantasy XI posts on the Discord server and make fun of them. You could be so much greater as a content creator if you didn't look down on people as hard as you do. So, well, here's the thing. Fox, the funny thing is this person had been posting just calling people scrubs and saying everyone's garbage and this and that on Reddit, so... It's, I don't follow It's, it's irony. Like, I, honestly, I, I don't... Like, when these people are, are this kind of... Like, if those people are scum in the past, then just let them be, I guess. But, I mean, when, when it comes to stuff that's just wrong, like, if we're going to use it for any kind of, like, educational value, then 
we're going to point out that it's wrong. Um, sure, we may like post in the Discord and make fun of it because it could be so egregiously wrong that it's worth making fun of. Hey, it's not um, wrong to make fun of something if it's rather entertaining. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but but the thing is, they don't. I, I don't see where they, where where they really have like a leg to stand on criticism. Like it, it's it's no indication on whether or not you're a great content creator or, or whatever. Like if, if that's even like the primary thing that we care about, which by the way, um, it it has nothing to do with how good you are as, as a, con- a content creator as to whether or not you're just gonna like post that in there and make fun of it. Like the Discord will also view it, and you know it, it could actually bring up a lot of talking points too. Like just because Spicy wants to like provide some kind of entertainment value for himself or even other like-minded individuals that could be on the Discord server. It, it doesn't make it any less relevant as content. And I, I wouldn't say that, that you, you know, are any less of a content creator for doing so. If, if anything, like you, you're probably speaking to the people who have like minds. So I, I really don't get where this criticism is coming from. It's one of those stones and glass houses thing. So the last thing here is uh, the best one, of course. So the last what two podcasts ago. So when I posted this, the most recent before this, or maybe no, it was the underutilized one where, uh, our mental health expert for the eventually they're still you know when you have a newborn for a while <laughs> i don't know if he's even gonna get around it's gonna it's a wait and see kind of thing to see if this happens so they complained man if only all final fantasy 11 podcasts could discuss daddy duty and new jersey traffic two hours of who gives a fuck yeah um it's it's really cool uh youtube has this function in fact all internet browsers do where you can hit like back um also you can there's this this magnifying glass and it allows you to to search for things that you type in and um if this isn't your fucking cup of tea then just go there well i mean like i I don't get it i i don't understand if everyone expects that we're just going to talk about sakpata's armor for an hour and a half and that's going to cover all of their needs while they're sitting there uh, on their peloton bike or something (laughs) but you know we are human I do. Look, I do live in in dirty Jersey. Look, the reason we talk about and and I assume it's Daddy's love. Um, the reason we we talk about this is because there's a lot of BDs who just can't get the clue that they need to play better. I, I guess is really the only abrupt way that I can put it. Um, when all you're doing is like chasing the parse, um, you just aren't playing the game, honestly. And um, the reason we bring up Daddy's Love is because one, it's it's actually pretty funny. I mean, come on. No, Daddy Duty was as in one mom as a kid, and we said he's not here because he's a kid. Not oh, not Daddy, oh. not Daddy. I was starting to wonder. I'm like, what's he talking about winning the parse for? Oh, wait, yeah, Daddy I don't Duty. Us talking too much about Daddy Wom. Duty was about Wom not coming. Oh, yes. Well, hey, I mean, we. So here's why we mentioned that. Then um, we have been teasing for a long time that that we want to talk about like the mental health. Like surrounding this game and you know people being more healthy during you know the pandemic that's going on and using this as an outlet and you know seeing all the the stuff that various people would call toxic or not toxic in game and we, we a wanted, really stupid term yes but i mean that, that's usually what it'll get called and i've even called it and uh we want to be able to bring on an, an expert that's better than either of us at talking about you know mental health overall so when we talk about somebody having like you know problems like being a new dad and finding time getting on the show and stuff uh we're making sure that people understand that we haven't like forgotten about this topic and this is the reason why it hasn't come yet so it, again if it's not your cup of tea just hit the back it's cool yeah you know so those were the only criticisms so given how much positive we have i just wanted to get that out of the way first because one i i, I enjoy the fun of the negative criticism that's that's kind of my cup of tea 
But outside of the self-deprecating stuff there, uh, we have a lot. This is going to be the first episode we involve, you know, our Discord and everyone in, too. Not like they're sitting here talking with us, but we do have their words and feedback. So outside of also feedback, we got two. We got an email finally from your friend for feedback, and we got a PM on Reddit because of that thread. Um, just feedback in general. So, what was your friend? Uh, Rathiel. Wait, my friend? Yeah, Rathiel. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, uh, I, yeah, I don't R- know long enough to call my our, friend uh, yet, so. Yeah, yeah, he's, uh, he's part of, uh, my, my Link Show Lock style. And, um, yeah, he apparently gave us some feedback. I, I don't remember where that particular post is, though. I have the email here, unless you log into our, I don't know if you even saved the credentials, but unless you log into our no. email account, oh, well, maybe one day. Unless you log into our email account here, you won't see a, uh, hi folks, long time listener, first time emailer, which already you've got me. That is, that is good. Can we have a Spicy Cooks episode, perhaps where he details the ins and outs of his world famous Canonical Orange? It is not world famous. It is something you can type into YouTube and watch an Epicurious video about. So there you go. Mystery solved. Honestly, I, I'm excited about like a sub-series like Cooking with Spicy. Well, last, what is it? Last night, I made, last night I made the What the Food channel, the sub-channel in the Discord. Yeah. Now we have a What the Food because I do cool. make food. I, I am a foodie. I did not become a foodie until I traveled and ate things because uh, growing up, I did not have, you know, such elaborate meals. It was kind of the typical garbage that Americans buy and eat. So maybe it was... Yeah you know, a frozen this or a frozen that that you heat up in the microwave. Maybe it was a lean cuisine or absolute fucking trash that I would never even look at now because I've, I could make an egg, you know, ooh, that's better, an egg. <laughs> you know, just the bar is so low for beating that kind of food that if I buy a duck for Christmas that, you know, it is world famous now because, uh, pro tip, if you're buying something for Christmas and you don't want to waste money, don't buy a duck because it barely has any meat on it. I mean, that there you go. There's your pro tip. But so he says, in all seriousness, as a culinary enthusiast, listening to Spicy chat about what he is cooking or drinking is one of my favorite parts of the podcast. I just want to say that I appreciate that little touch. So I'm sorry the Final Fantasy XI content is not good enough for you, that your favorite stuff is the never-mentioned food. Uh, thanks for lis- <laughs> listening. I don't know. <laughs> I, I think you have a sub-series gold going on there. Like, you should absolutely do, like, cooking with Spicy. You know... Just release it throughout the week. Just whatever. Ah. In fact, format it like one of those Blue Apron commercials. Blue. I've never even seen a Blue Apron commercial. <laughs> yeah. So like it's it's where you get that box of food. And yeah, I think comes, Murray like, used to raw, do that, like, you know, because that says right. all you need to know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what you should do is just get like a box and it's the stuff from your fridge that you would have cooked anyway. But instead of you going to the, the fridge, you just like dump the box over. It's like, OK, well, it's time for me to just cook this meal up. So outside of tasting good, having food that you make or knowing what to do when you're tired after working a very, very long day and come home tired and ready to give up, having something you can make really quick is not only important to your not being unhealthy and thus a fat, lazy slob, because when you get fat, you get lazy. It just goes hand in hand. But it's also good for your mental health and your self-image, because if you don't have a good self-image, your mental health suffers as a result. So it's important even if you don't care about, I find it relaxing to cook, but even if you don't, it's important for a personal, I don't know if the right, I'm not, I mean, not going to search for the word there, but it's important for your personal well-being just to actually 
know how to do something besides buying stuff at the grocery store? Yeah, what I usually do, um, and I, I am notorious for eating a lot of fast food because I am lazy, like you were saying, uh, but I try not to be. And usually what I do is I just Google like a random meal that I want to make and I just I just go for it. Um, I just look at the ingredient list. I usually have like most of the spices that are available and I just kind of like make the food. I don't own it's, uh, ketchup. It's really fun. That's weird. I, it's not weird because a third of the bottle of ketchup is sugar. So if I was going to use sugar to season something, which I generally don't, unless it's supposed to be explicitly sweet, uh, I would never use ketchup because it's sugar. I don't think I can talk to you anymore. Well, if anyone ever wanted to lose weight, if they did anything, if they did nothing different and cut out the sugar in their diet, they would probably just live the life they do. And besides feeling better because they're not ingesting large amounts of sugar and everything, they would you know be better. But anyway, let's go to the next. You know, it's just a better thing. <laughs> it would lose weight if you just didn't ingest ridiculous amounts of sugar because it's in everything. That's the advantage of cooking, too, is you can control that finally. Because even if you, you buy bread and they put sugar in, it's like, dude, I just want bread. Can I get bread? And no, Wonder Bread is not bread. That is garbage. So to summarize, guys, cooking with spicy things. <laughs> no, it, it was it was a diversion. It was it was a digression there that... Uh, you know, thank you, Arathio, for the email. And uh, yes, if you care about Canada Orange, you know, I mean, uh, je ne suis pas un Français. I am not a Frenchman, but, uh, you know, if you want to watch some French person make it, you could just type in to YouTube and they will do a better job than I am ever capable of doing. So there you go. All right. So are we ready to find out what people actually like about this game? Well, we got that last PM from someone who's. Oh, we do. Yes. This is the longest thing ever. But I like it. This We have a lot of people contributing, and it's nice to bring... Because the whole episode... I mean, it's not like we're off-topic, even. The whole episode here is about bringing <laughs> everyone's uh, contributions and try, like, bringing everyone into one episode here before we talk about what everyone thinks about makes the game so great. And that's not... A lot of, everyone says similar things in that regard, surprisingly. We have like a dozen people saying more or less the same two topics. So yeah. it's not more than you know, 45 or an hour's worth of stuff there because everyone's agreeing with each other. So <laughs> right. I will say, though, Fox, I am really happy with our Discord, though, because I don't know if it's the this is not a safe space kind of attitude that I put forward with my vitriol that ruins my content creating here or your <laughs> uh, sober mathematical you know, coldness. Yes, your your logical take at things with nothing else to regard. I don't know if it's that, but in the Discord, we don't have surprisingly any issues. Kind of like it's a chill mood, and when anyone argues or disagrees, it's not like it's not an emotional thing. It's it's kind of just it, it's kind of like a, a a forum in in ancient Greece or something. It's very yeah. It's very it's civil. I, yes, civil is the word. It's not a shit show. Yes, and I, like I don't, I don't want to just like talk up the Discord, but I, like just I, I really do like the way that people just approach stuff. Like if something comes up, and even if it's an outlandish idea, you have people like rationally talking about what's going on with this idea instead of people just flying off the handle and like memeing on it or something. Like it, it's it's a really adult uh, conversation that usually takes place, and and I, honestly, I thought it was strange um, when uh, I had mentioned this before um, during pre-show stuff from you know this episode and over the course of the week uh but uh yeah I, I just think it's really weird because like a lot of times like you can see like drama places and stuff like that so i mean shout out to our discord for you know not being a bunch of asshats 
So rolling 9584, um, this is explicitly to another one of our uh, great all-time first feedback, continuing feedback. What is it? Uh, uh, Sveden there in Sweden. I probably butchered everything there. But anyway, hello, good sir. I'm an American who moved to Norway, and I've been listening to your podcast since December on Spotify. Funny enough, met my wife in Final Fantasy XI. The, move, the reason I moved, and I am a long-time Final Fantasy XI player. I guess they meant to say the reason they moved is because they met their wife. Anyway, uh, played on and off, but never jumped into Endgame. I got my original account back last year, and I've been enjoying my time as a casual scum player. I really enjoy how informative you both are about new and old content, mechanics, and jobs. It has been helpful for me gearing up jobs at 119. I also enjoy when y'all are reminiscing about those early years of Final Fantasy XI, which I was a part of as well. I feel like I could listen to you guys just ramble on for hours. Oh, well, you must really be enjoying this then. Yeah. I want to encourage you both to keep up the great work. Oh, and hopefully a future, as a future, hopeful, ah, as a hopeful future Norwegian citizen, tell Sven, question mark, that Sweden can suck it. Consider that done. Yes, Sven, suck it. There you go. Yeah, thanks for the feedback. Um, You know, hearing that we're doing a good job, by some people just tells us that at least we're talking about the right stuff that people want to hear so i think that's pretty cool. i think it's nice that um there's a face added to all this you know we all enjoy the game and everyone goes like oh my friends are the favorite part or i enjoy the social interaction that you can't quite get in other games because they don't accommodate for it if we had to pick on 14 like i always like to you don't you're not incentive it, it's a inconvenience to talk while you're fighting in that game because you have to react and dodge the circle so you can't stop to talk I mean, sometimes you can't in this game either, but it's possible, certainly, especially if you're casually in a CP party, there is no problem talking. But if you're casually doing anything in 14, it is not, it's, it's kind of like there for, you know, a convenience or as a courtesy, it's there for a courtesy to be able to talk to someone, but it's, it's like de-incentivized to even speak in that game. And because duty finder, you can just, you know, meet any random person and they're gone. That's it. You're right. Like even our most difficult content, which would be arguably Dynamis, right? Like that, that's uh, an event where maybe the lag is like a premium. Maybe the lag in Odyssey is the hardest event now. Well, yeah. I mean, overcoming lag is like you know the Hydra that you. Have. But I, I when I when I when we look at content that a lot of people approach, um, Dynamis isn't just you know somewhere that you can farm for like gill or anything. Like you actually get a lot of really interesting banter out of it if you can actually get the voice channel while, while doing that particular event. So. Um, you know, people just have this like freeform stream of things that happen, and it, it can be pretty funny and pretty entertaining. So, I guess give that a try if you have that available. If you will, part of what makes the game great is that that is the soul of the game and contributes to its longevity. So, as we said before, or as I went on to length about about how RMT and murking kind of hinders down on the social interaction and the ability to meet and exchange ideas or people or make friends, etc because you're just shortcutting any of the interaction that requires getting to that point. Uh, that is the essence of the game still, in my opinion. So, Yeah, you can actually talk to people, and there's a reason to do And something. meet a wife, apparently, and become a Norwegian citizen, because that is one of the happiest places to live. So congratulations to that guy who left Texas to go to Norway. And I bet right now, considering Texas is going through quite a bit. There was a once upon a time, I almost ended up in Italy for the same reason. Oh, dude, Italy's nice, too. It's different. I bet it is. But man, yeah, like you can you can meet some pretty cool people in the game. And, you know, even if people are like baddies or something like that, or like you don't agree with how they play the game, 
they're still people and you can still appreciate them for, you know, what they add to your life outside of just it being a game. Cause as serious as I can be about being the, uh, as serious as I can be about this game. Um, I think sometimes it's kind of lost in my interactions with people, like how I actually feel about them. So like, I mean, shout out to Murr specifically. I butt with him in game all the time. I, I butt heads with him in game all the time. That's but, putting uh, it lightly. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. We do not get along when it comes to like, a play in a, like efficiency standpoint, but I think he's a really cool guy. And, you know, honestly, uh, like I was saying to you before, like if I was his neighbor um, down where he lives, um, I would be, you know, just, just like the best of friends with him at all times, but it, it doesn't always seem that way. Like when we're playing in game, because you know, it's all business all the time because I'm a cold robot. Well, I wouldn't say it's a cold robot after that pup thing, but <laughs> oh boy. So now that we've now topped off the hour here, almost, <laughs> let's engine's done yeah out of the segments uh, if this was the episode to get that out of the way that was this one i'm i'm happy we got a a free form there i don't know odyssey's awkward like that that's gonna eat up a bunch of time no matter how we do it but i don't want to do a whole episode on it. yes i don't either so now that that's out of the way yeah. couldn't ignore that content right oh, God. so i have things here i put the first grouping here as people say the best thing about the game was the death com- depth complexity and mechanics so the first one here yeah. is uh from rag folder uh rag Valder, rag folder whatever ragan so from ragan here sorry oh, send me a thing about how to pronounce your name in the discord and next time i'll correct it so the first thing he said was death complexity and mechanics okay <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah exactly that yes <laughs> so Obviously, that's that's me making a joke of the person's contribution, but he's not wrong because Martel next agrees that depth and complexity, the shit is situational meme can get a bit annoying, but ultimately, a lot of fun I have in this game comes from working with that. Yes, shit is situational is something that people like shy away from or even hate the phrase of, but oh, I love it. Situational is what actually makes this game like bloom into the beautiful flower that it is. Uh, the shit is situational stops us from being Final Fantasy XIV and being completely homogenized with our approaches to how we, you know, fight content. Shit is um, situational we, gives you a whole new thing of content, even if you care for it or yes. not. Uh, lag aside, that gives you side grade gear called Odyssey. Exactly, man. And honestly, approaching stuff without a sub job is just a really nice, um, nice addition. Like, like we had talked about, like way back in podcasts when this was first coming out. Um, yeah, the, the situational stuff, just the new approaches to things, uh, depth and complexity, like Martel hits it head on. I would say that that's probably the Fox approved answer if there wasn't a better Fox approved answer later on. Well, let's see. We have quite a while to get through here. Yeah. So uh, we got Mugot here with uh, job diversity and defining quality. Well, you skipped Malekith. Did I? Yes, they, they gave Wait. us something right before the episode, so I have it and you do not. Oh, I see. I see. You send me an incomplete list. Well, it got updated as we were <laughs> hitting record. So, oh man, are, are you alphabetizing this like on the fly? N- well, maybe. It's not even That's alphabetized because you're going to see we go from M to J to A. But Malaketh says, I think at some level, many of us just love the min-maxing aspect of the game and the ability to tweak things to change tactics, not because it's needed, but just to add variety sometimes. And that's the world I generally live in. That's the world I live in, too. Yeah, yeah. Um, because like like the common message is whenever we talk about how to approach content, yeah, we could just hyper buff and smash everything. But I think adding that extra flavor by playing the job that you want to play, adjusting the tactics to um, how you 
want to approach that content based on that job and like building the group around it. Like th that that's stuff that you can do in this game because those side grades are available and because shit is situational. So it like ties back into everything else. Everything is a tie into everything here. I know you said it would be Murr, but Fox, won't you be? Please won't you be? Oh, won't you please be my neighbor? Ugh. <laughs> I'll put a cardigan on for you. I'm in it for the training. I don't even want to ask further questions about that. Deliver my mail. Maybe we'll get a fridge one day and you can keep your ketchup cold. Yeah, um, for those wondering, I'm actually using the back patio. Yes, because you have snow on the ground as well, right? Uh, it actually just melted recently, so I'm beginning to be... It is snowing right now as you record this on Maya, and I've had weeks worth of uh, snow here, which is good because we've gone years without snow in, in Dirty Jersey. So it's nice now to have weeks. It's been a whole month of snow. I, I enjoy it. Everyone else hates it, and we're out of salt, so everyone's going to die now because of ice. But You know, I don't mind it so much either. Um, I'd actually prefer it to be snowy out as long as everyone understands how to approach it when it comes to like driving. Oh, and stuff. they do not. Let me tell you. And when I say we're <laughs> right. out of salt, I mean the state is out of salt because there's been constant storms and freezing rain and then storms and freezing rain. So they're out of salt. How can you be out of the salt? You're a coastal state. <sighs> if only they come visit me. Right. You have it for days. So Mugoat <laughs> says the job diversity and defining qualities of each, which I would agree that. While it's a simple statement, the defining qualities of each job, now that I'm playing Pup more, it, the defining qualities of that job, even without putting words to it, feels completely different from anything else in the game. In a space where you have, what, 21, 22 jobs? That's quite yeah. a lot of jobs. And to just feel unique in what defines those jobs that are on each. I won't say SD's done a great job, even though everyone likes to beat SD down with the criticism stick. Uh, but they've done a great job of the continual framework of this game when it comes to defining what makes each job have somewhat of a je ne sais quoi. Yes. Um, I think that the Mugo here is actually hitting it on the head. Like every time we talk about... I don't think he knew he was either. Well, <laughs> disrupting the, the meta, like the whole idea of the meta and why I came down so hard on it. Uh, just the fact that you, you can use the job diversity to your advantage and you can find new ways to approach things. Um, this is uh, particularly uh, this particularly applies to like Beastmaster and the uh, the work that a lot of the community has been doing and getting Beastmaster more prevalent to things. Um, this wouldn't exist if people didn't appreciate the job diversity and you know what they can bring to the table. So this is actually a, a pretty important outlook on, on how um, the complexity and mechanics of this game interacted with um, on a kind of a macro level like our our superfluous decision and it's fun because i know i could go out there with the gear they've introduced now after years of tier 4 Ryzen jima being a thing and i know i can go out and solo that with trust and kill it and people have to pay mercs millions of gil to do that and <laughs> and it's not to sit here and brag Ooh, spicy says he can do things he hasn't recorded on his shitty youtube videos that everyone yells are terrible and yes they are <laughs> they're har they're fucking horrible i know they are and that they're purposely horrible just to torture you people because you guys actually click them. But suck. But it's fun now knowing how advanced we are in the game and what I can do and what I can beat up versus what I didn't used to be able to beat up from gear creep and power creep that when I go join a horrible shout, objectively horrible, I mean, it wasn't, I've had worse parties, obviously, uh, CP group on a job that I just want to play. It is absolutely fun relaxing and just enjoyable to sit back and not care about my dps and to beat things up in a satisfactory enough manner on a definingly different job and just have fun that i don't care about how strong i am and that's a testament to the game where you're rewarded in a personal sense if you're able to find that sort of uh zen shall we call it when you're playing it 
yeah, it's a pretty big accomplishment when you can take something that, you know, isn't supposed to do the thing that it's doing, but you make it do that and you make it do it to like an acceptable level, like to you, because that means that you succeeded in your endeavor. And I think you just um, absolutely knocked it out of the park there, Fox, because this entire game's history has been about making things do what they're not supposed to do, whether it was putting a staff on Monk after the hand-to-hand uh, or two-handed weapon, uh, you know, attribute adjustment back at 75, where they completely, they had to nerf it back a bit afterwards, but using a staff on Monk was absolutely destroying things, or whether it was sitting back with Chi Blast against Karen or anything else that wasn't supposed to work in the way it works, like Red Mage sub range or using Sidewinder or anything else. This game is absolutely mired with people somehow finding a sneak attack cannonball on Pandemonium Warden, just anything they possibly could that you wouldn't even think of to completely circumvent any mechanic. Uh, elemental seal subduction on the frog running around killing it before they patch it. I mean, just anything <laughs> you can think of. Oh, it's absolutely, it's, it's great. Absolutely. My little and, tribute know, to Italy there with a little kiss. Fingers and all. <laughs> oh, man. And uh, the next one here, um, Jarl's comment, that is a, that is also right up my alley, like, in, in terms of what I find most fun about the Do you game. want me to read it because it's lengthy? I'll read it. I'll read it. Okay. FXI is not based on cycles of abilities, but requires you to watch the behavior of the monster in a fight and adjust tactics on the fly. It rewards deep research into your jobs. Um, plural on the S, because you might not have one. Uh, also, <laughs> I don't need an army of alts to try different jobs. And that's actually a pretty big one when it comes to like a lot of the mainstream MMOs that are out there. Um, that's something that Final Fantasy has diversified itself uh, with for quite a while. Uh, I can try them all on one account, and I can modify their behaviors with the use of the subjob system. So the subjob system is actually what, in early days of Final Fantasy, really cemented me into doing this, because it was very reminiscent of Final Fantasy V, and I liked being able to make weird combinations. Now, back then, my combination sucked, because it was like summoner sub ninja, so I could dual wield spell interrupt clubs. It, it was pretty noob stuff. But um, that actually still adds quite a bit to the game now. Um, and uh, I, I know that uh, the adjusting tactics on the fly thing is something that's just absolutely awesome. Uh, I can think of a time when uh, uh, Lockstyle was doing some of his earliest Aeonic clears, and we were actually up against Shaw, and just on stream while we're while we're while we're fighting Shaw, like like we're just deep in Shaw, where we've just killed all the ads because we're doing it like the OG method where you kill everything. Um, we actually go to fight Shaw, get buffed up, and I go. Because I'm on White Mage, I go, well, why don't we just use Misery and Asuna off the zombie? And, like, everyone just stopped. And <laughs> was like, that, that's a fantastic idea. Because this is before that was really a, a prevalent way of handling zombie. Like, people didn't really know how to interact with zombie because it's a rare status effect. We're using like, Sacrifice, I think, when we did it. Yeah, you can sacrifice it off. But, yeah, just have the White Mage stand in range and put on a very specific set that isn't Magic Evasion. And just, just Asuna it off. It's very fast. You don't have to do two casts you only need one cast and everyone just stopped and they're like, yeah, we'll just do that. And it was like the smoothest shot ever. Like we weren't, ex- we were expecting it to be like absolute hell. Cause we weren't super geared at the time. It was one of our, our early shot attempts. Like this is a long time ago. And just those kind of moments are really awesome. Um, the fact that you can, you can have someone and it's not just me, like plenty of people do it, uh, just be able to throw out an idea and have it act like just work. Um, I know specifically uh, abject a long time ago, uh, he's one of the the better players in our link shell. Um, we're fighting Kin, and I'm there on a tank job, and I have like like first world problems where I I generate way too much hate on a tank, and I'm like, well, how do I how am I going to shed hate so that I can not get you know eleventh dimension because I don't want the ED, 
<laughs> and he goes, oh, it's cool. I'll just go bard sub paladin and cover you. Bard sub paladin. Yeah. That's he went first. bard sub paladin. He covered me. And the eyes just immediately turned off. <laughs> Problem solved. Target avoided. And I was so taken aback because I, I, I understand how enemy mechanics work and everything, but I didn't understand that those were the specific mechanics of kin. And this may not be revolutionary groundbreaking stuff, but this was a long time ago when people weren't really doing this. And to just be able to approach a fight like that, because you, you have someone who goes, hey, I'm going to take this really weird combination of stuff using the sub job system, and I'm going to make a job that's like normally standing around or maybe adding DPS that may not matter. And I'm going to do something relevant for the fight. Let's just, just truck right through it. And just the opportunity to be able to do that in this game and to be able to, to theory craft ways of handling things, I think is like one of the most beautiful designs in a game. Okay, let's go to a throwback here for me. The sub-job system in the game is so revolutionary in how it is old school and how old this game is and a system at the time that was not something you saw in other MMOs, as far as I know, that back at the 75 cap... Yeah, okay. So as long as I'm not wrong, that's good to know. Uh, back at the 75 cap, there were two guys I met who ended up joining my social link shell for years until they eventually you know, ended up quitting the game around, what, uh, Void Watch or something. Uh, White Ace and Black Ace. And White Ace was a warrior sub white mage, and Black Ace was a warrior sub black mage, because one wanted to be a paladin, so warrior sub white mage, and one wanted to be a dark knight, warrior sub black mage. And they knew their subs were worthless. <laughs> they didn't care their subs were worthless. And they were pretty cool guys. And they ended up being someone I would occasionally talk to for a long time. And they eventually ended up unlocking Paladin, Sub Warrior, and Dark Knight Sub, whatever he was subbing. It's been a long time. I don't know. Probably, hopefully, Samurai or something, or at least Warrior. So that was always cool because, you know, it, it's no, no consequence if you're a horrible sub job in the dunes but as long as you are having fun role playing with your sub job until you get up to like meaningful stuff then power to you yeah for sure the names were also top notch because they're like i want to be a paladin i'll be white ace i want to be a dark knight i'll be black ace it's like oh, okay you do you what a dynamic crew yep they were friends i think they were from kentucky that's pretty cool because like nowadays you just see that on someone's like army of bots, you know, like the the clever. You don't see warriors sub black mage in their bots unless they're trying to warp each other. <laughs> yeah, for real. So I yeah, that's actually a, that's actually a pretty cool throwback. Do you want to get Ash here? So the next one, because Ash, for anyone who doesn't know, yeah. he's in our Discord as well. Not that it's you know clinging to uh, his coattails here for fame and notoriety, but Ash is the guy you may have seen in the auction house who made all those entire games worth of. HD dat mods. I think it was like Merry Christmas. Here's like 150,000 whatever the hell thing. It was some oh. ridiculous yeah, he was that, yeah, Ash is the guy that made all the uh, HD upscales or whatever for because there's been a lot of That's different projects. About. Yeah, yeah, I mean okay. he's, in, he's in the UK so he's also a big time ways away, but um, he, there's been a lot of projects to upscale the game over the years and Ash is a guy who uh, went and just I guess on his own doing whatever Besides posting himself shirtless with his dog on Reddit, because I don't know why I clicked his account, but, uh, you know, hey, he's got confidence. That's good. But outside of that, he's... <laughs> it's, it's not even about the beauty of the game either, and I think that's cool that a side project can take over like that. But yeah, we have making adjustments from Ash and Buff, making adjustments to mechanics on the fly with the group, rather than simply moving out of a red flashing area 
And you nailed exactly the reason why I don't play Final Fantasy XIV. I think this entire episode, the subplot here is going to be absolutely taking a club and beating fourteen over the head with it. <laughs> For real. Why do we play this game? Because it's not that game. Because it's not a game of Simon Says with slightly better stats. What makes this game good? It's not that game. There you but go. Yes, and recording, uh, that's it. The, 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 yeah. This game is is technically more challenging in a way. Like I, I hear a lot of feedback from people who play a lot of fourteen that some of these bosses that we fight need those flashing areas and stuff. And and I say that's no, I, you know, I, I'd hate to use the the phrase realistic because I mean we're playing a, a fantasy based MMO, <laughs> but it, it wouldn't be realistic for the enemy to go. Okay, now don't stand there. <laughs> okay, guys, I'm going to ready draw in. <laughs> right. So yeah, having to actively like gauge where you are and like using kind of a, a realistic system. I, I mean, a lot of people use the plugin uh, Distance Plus uh, to figure that stuff out, and I, I do too. Like it's, it's a it's a great plugin to use. Um, but I mean, with that being the only thing that kind of tells us where to stand, like we have to understand like what cones are. We have to be situationally aware, and I think it adds a really interesting uh, depth in this game where a lot of times when we execute a move, we have to be standing still. So like we have to plan where we decide to execute these tactics and it adds a really interesting level uh, to the game so i think that might be what they enjoy about it dare i say that also adds complexity it is under the complexity category so rag and you covered the entire episode here of depth and complexity and mechanics that's it and recording oh yeah credit's done um all you have to do is just uh you know send us a some sort of like voice clip and we'll just splice you in and call it a day <laughs> So next we have here uh, Estelle Etoile, which is in French something star. I, I do not speak French. So they said gear progression system and battle mechanics. The fact you can chip away at a side grade that could last years, and even if it's replaced, the old piece still isn't that bad. Uh, which also in the Discord brought up the someone said Raja's ring, and I said brutal earring. Because Brutal right. Earring, to this day, it's like 10 years old, and for many jobs and slash weapon skills, not even just talking White Mage or something, even on Blue Mage, I mean, just certain weapon skills and jobs that don't get Sherida Earring and stuff, still to this day, like Puppet Master, Sherida Earring, although Pup has other options, they don't really use Brutal, but it is still some of the best piece of gear, especially being level 75 after for all real. this time that you can still use, it's ridiculous. Yeah, store two people as one isn't much to write home about, but man, uh, double attack five, like that is a pretty hefty amount to just they throw on a single earring. Finally added double attack six and what store TP three on that new Odyssey earring. So if oh. I, I'm not going to waste time looking yeah. it up, but I mean, how many years did that take? A decade? Oh man! Yes. If you got that and you bought those coins for like seventy million gil, uh, that is still a great investment. I had never actually thought about it since uh, until you you put it that way just now. But yeah, that that is the most double attack on an earring, or that's the that's the most multi attack on an period until that earring just came out. I didn't even realize. Actually, no, wait, it was subtle blow three. So the actually, what's funny about this is it's subtle blow and double attack six, but losing one double attack for one STP, it's actually based on your total sets. They may be equal slash edging each other out side grades to each other. So Brutal Earring, even though it has one less double attack, having that one store TP, the fact that it's still Remote. holding on. I mean, depending on your gear, Mythic, etc. If you're using a Mythic weapon, then then a Brutal Earring, not that you'd be yeah. using a Brutal Earring, is still better than that Earring. So it's, it's, it's actually still funny that that one store TP versus three subtle blow is 
is a, a a funny sort of not quite yet brutal you stay on there yeah but i mean it just goes into the idea of the side creates that they're talking about um and just just the fact that you know i just went on for like over 15 minutes about the odyssey gear and i didn't overview. cut you off yeah and and it was just about the fact that this is side grades for already powerful gear uh tells us that we just have a lot of stuff to play with i mean it it basically provides its own replay value without having to actually replay the game because we have multiple ways of approaching the same thing it's just it's just strong design honestly hey you know why i didn't cut you off why is that man because your name's not Funkworks. oh yeah that's true i get special <laughs> privileges so does martel so at this point at this point uh that feedback we start transitioning more into the social interaction here and i'll i'll lead off with carrot's post here because i don't know who carrot is does anyone know who carrot is i don't know but Kyrat Chan says, Uniqueness of jobs and a diversity of usefulness of gear. Not all replaced every update like Final Fantasy XIV. Also, no duty finder. So being a prick has caps lock some consequences in eleven. And as a prick, I would as like a to bigger actually prick. agree with this post. Right? Um, yeah, Carrot actually has solidified the, uh, or provided the, the post that I agree with the most. Like, it has to do with the mechanics. More than Martell's. But yeah, honestly, yes, I agree with this one the most. Like this is this is what not only makes Final Fantasy XI different from fourteen, but it makes it different from almost every other period. Um, there's just always the usefulness of that gear, and then also it doesn't like hold your hand and just give you friends to play with, or you know alternates or anything. I, I guess there's an argument for trust, but whatever. But when it comes to like real content, like you actually have to go out and play an MMO for the reason that you're playing it. That's to actually interact. You know. What comes to mind now, too, is remember the version 2 level 99 9i level of Omega? In theory, yes. I forget what the pants are even named, but they are still the best fast cast pants for blue, etc. It's 8% fast cast on a non-i level piece. Wait, are you talking about Sidir Serowheels? No, not Sidir. Oh, no, uh, Omega. That's from Ultima. I'm talking Omega. Oh, that's right. Um, And even these new pants for Runefence are still 1%. Not that you need the 1%, but still... Still haven't beaten that fast cast from what eight years ago. Yeah, man. Oof. And and it's it's like now just being an eye level option. Like aside from dark matter, of course. And let me say I've been doing a lot of dark matter with all my mules now that Carrot has gone and done. I think she has like six alts. I don't even know why she's doing this, but she has like six alts. She's run through the entire storyline passively with like Bolter's roll and that's smart and turn yeah and turn these up. Well, if, if it's like, I think she has five now. So when it's 12 Dark Matter Augments in a few days or whatever from, or now when this post launches, it'll be active. Uh, she'll be getting like 60 Dark Matter Augments a day or something ridiculous. That was my original plan when I did the mules, but I just ran out of steam. Like uh, she, she completed what I, I just couldn't, uh, I, I couldn't I am, over the summer. I am baffled too, because she has to make everyone a vegetable. So you have parsnip, you have uh, uh, celery, you have... All these stupid names you had to think of, <laughs> but yeah, like the the lack of a duty finder is huge. Um, I don't think SE should ever hold us by the hand and be like, "Now you're playing an MMO, so go play with everyone else." I think back at seventy five, the party system, like what you're putting your flag up, looking for party. Yeah, I miss that, that. Was that was yeah, I miss it too in some respect. But that was all the duty finder I ever wanted or needed. Maybe adding a little more. Uh, like they did with the concierges where they add a little more criteria, like this has this many people, 
uh, I've been playing for this long, I want to do this in my link shell. Maybe adding a little more criteria of uh, this is not my first 75 or da 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 I'm a veteran player, because that's a thing for the link shell too, checking off veteran players welcome or something, or veteran players in shell. Uh, checking that off, just that alone would be yeah. useful for making a party just like, it's not your first time, you've been playing for a while, da 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 You know, I think maybe adding that sort of a little bit of filtering to the party system. But otherwise, the party system, for all intents and purposes, worked perfectly for making a party at 75. I, I absolutely love the fact that you had to comment. And, like, sometimes those comments were so savage, too. Oh. So, like, if let's say there were two Red Mages searching, right? And, like, Red Mage back in the day was, like, picked up immediately. Um, but you wanted to be picked up immediately or, or possibly by the JP. Immediately better parties. Yeah, exactly. Like, you would basically put in your in your CCOM... Uh, your your search comment that you were better in some other way than the red mage that was also seeking competitively against you. I don't know how common that happened, but yeah, that did happen. It was so funny, and like sometimes it'd be it'd be so savage. Like oh, like I I, I remember one time I was building a party, and one of the comments from like I think it was the black mage just straight up said the other black mage is bad, and they put their <laughs> name in their own CCOM. It was the best ever. I think I like I would never get a party invite on Pup. I think I'd put some time just angrily in an emo rage of I'll beat the other person you would have invited if you invite me or something stupid, even though I probably yeah. wouldn't have just, you know, just to say just to swing my brass balls around there and say, invite me. I'm worth the spot. Yeah, but I mean, it's it's the same sort of idea, too. <laughs> it's just it's it's more fun, like just reminiscing on it. it instead of just auto pairing yeah, you got to build a party, and like sometimes your party wasn't available, but that's true in Duty Finder too. I don't know if anyone has been in 14 and tried to find a party as a DD job. It takes forever. At least it did when I played. And, uh, you know, in, in, in 11, it'd be the same sort of deal. Like, if you were a DD, it took you longer, so you had to write up, like, um, a resume about your job in, like, three or four lines of text and, and basically three. try to convince people why you're... Yeah, three. You had to convince people why your rank 10 mattered. It was like basically maybe a quarter of a tweet. Yeah, basically. So the next one here for social interaction comes from, I feel like he should change his name to put I'm, because he has a question mark into this. It's it's Ron Burgundy with a question mark here. For anyone who... He, his eyebrow. Even his uh, avatar here is, uh, you know, Will Ferrell as Anchorman. So that's, he, he's a fun guy. So, for me, it was the whole experience of the game. Exploring new places, accomplishing things as a team, the min-maxing, and all while unknowingly building friendships that have lasted almost two decades. Min-maxing is cool. It is. And takes me a long time. I'm a fan of it, and I really like theorycrafting min-maxing. Not, not like what stuff could potentially come out in the game, but actually just like builds that could matter with like-minded people who, who also want to theorycraft these builds. Um, I really miss that. That that was way more prevalent in the 75 era than it is nowadays. But I mean, forums are built on this now, and people will post in forums about their ideas. Probably that that but, best, uh, what is it, the Dark Knight thread, where it's like, uh, I can't remember the name of it, but it's uh, like Dark Knight high-end endgame set, whatever the hell the thing is, and people just start posting yeah. different gear for Dark Knight, even though I think, what was the... Was it Azeroth or whatever? He was in mag uh, my old Link Shell for a while, as Dark Knight, and he made that thread at that point. But I think that was his. I don't even know if he still plays, but... But yeah, like, the the community is is here to actually, like, talk about these and converse about these things. This doesn't exist 
to other games where you're just looking to get like more max HP or more mind or whatever off of the next piece of gear that just provides higher stats. And it, it kind of circles back to the idea that, that people from the mechanics side of, of what we're reviewing um, really like the idea that there's side grades because they allow these conversations to take place. You don't just equip the highest level piece of gear and call it a day. Yeah, because and, a lot of other things in game, let's say 14, for example, revolves around the set. And, and if you look at like the warrior guide or whatever on auction house or whatever if you look at my thief guides on bg you'll see there are a lot of sets there and that's not even i'm missing sets in that thief guide don't even ask me i'm not, i don't even have like uh like ac do i even have accuracy sets probably I, I know i'm missing like a good dozen sets in there that are like relevant like uh dt hybrid sets or dt you know just oh no dual wield it was like dual wield accuracy and like dual wield sets i'm missing if you're not captain haste all the time and oh, just, the intermediate sets? Yeah. yeah, sets that you'd definitely want to have because especially in Divergence, I've had times on Thief where you don't <laughs> get buffed besides maybe Haste 2 from a random red mage. And you're like, well, I have Haste 2. Uh, let me put on the right set. Up, oh, I'm missing in my dual wield set that I would use for not being in relevant content but not having capped Haste because I'm not in relevant content. And I'm thinking to myself, man, I never made a set for myself in that gun. But there's like dozens of sets in this game. Instead of the set, it is... And, and all these random sets, there'll be different pieces of gear, and I really do hope they end up giving us those new expansions to inventory they talked about, despite that they're going to charge us for them, because, I mean, I really enjoy carrying around random pieces of gear to do random things that don't matter. It is, for some reason, oddly satisfying. Yeah, I got a pair of three mind earrings, specifically for a reward on Beastmaster. Oh, come on, it that's adds. a little far. It it adds almost nothing to reward, by the way, at this point, with with how Absolutely. much mind we have in gear. But I still carry them because I want the most reward that I can get. I want to be all the beast I can be. Be all the beast you can be, fuck. That's right. That's like a, a bridge over the river choir or whatever. I mean, that's just the three mind. It's just, why are you doing it? And what's funny is, like, they aren't even sitting in my main, like, wardrobes or anything. Like, this is the gear I have to specifically swap into my personal inventory for my satchel because i'm on beastmaster like i don't have another reason to carry them it's just inventory minus two for my personal drops don't play a bunch of jobs kids uh, uh specialize please you want to get uh your buddy here next is it because you can't pronounce his name Gvern? Gvern? Uh, i think it's Gvern. Gvern. I, i've always just called him Gwern. i'm probably wrong too it's probably Gvern. <laughs> if playing properly Gvern? with like-minded players oh, no, no no the eyes the is going to be an eye here it's Gvern. 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 god damn it I got so it, right? Yeah, you, have a, you have a puzzle knot of a name. <laughs> so we'll just move on. If playing properly with like-minded players, you need to work together, and you'll meet people and even make friends. So yeah, you'll find groups where people will share like the same ideas of how they want to like play the game, and that could extend to like maybe even personal beliefs and so forth and so on. Like It's, it's how you meet people in the real world like when you're just doing normal parts of everyday life, but you're doing it in like, an internet way. Um, he's right you you will meet other people who can like share the same ideas that you have and like maybe you'll hit it off and you know it'll you'll have conversations about stuff that isn't um it's, it's possible to be outside of game friends with you might even like go to a and, wedding yeah like me and Murph, for example we are we are definitely outside of game friends i think what's nice too in that regard and that is underappreciated in how it's taken for granted here in the social interaction within 11 and the internet in general especially it's not an 11 particular topic here is that when, well, besides the fact that you're playing with someone, so you have that common bond of we're trying to do something similar, and that actually really helps facilitate the interaction here. But 
when you are interacting with someone in the game, not only do I think someone will be more confident because they don't have to worry about any sort of circumstance around themselves because they are, you know, behind a keyboard in a positive sense for once. Um, you don't have to worry about when you're meeting someone, you don't have to worry about, you know, maybe maybe it's me here sitting in this uh, you know, it's cold out, I'm in a robe right now or something. I don't have to worry about if I was in a in a you know, a target or something wearing a robe and and, and slippers or something. You don't have to worry about Sir, how I'm gonna have to ask you to leave. <laughs> you don't have to worry about um you know, how you look, you don't have to worry about the person making any sort of uh, snap judgments about you because despite people saying otherwise, everyone judges. And when you see someone, you immediately start making judgments. If someone walks up to you with one arm missing and they're bleeding out their body in a terminal manner, you're going to make some judgments. But, you know, you don't have to worry about that. You don't have to worry. You don't have to worry about people with missing arms and, and, and terminal bleeding. But <laughs> You sure don't. <laughs> I'm sorry. Give me one second. So you don't have to worry about people. You don't have to worry about what you look like. You don't have to worry about anything else, what's going on around you. It kind of like you've already kind of broken the ice because you are you're you're playing with someone in a similar fashion. And it really kind of cuts through. You don't have to be pretend to be anything you're not. You can just comfortably, you know, when you meet people in a setting that you've never met before, no matter how confident you are, that's kind of their that initial stage of okay, you know, the, the dog sniffing the butt thing here, you know, okay, who's this person? Do they, what do they want? You know, even though that's a bit paranoid to think, what do they want? It's, you can cut through the whole getting to know you phase because there's no consequences. There's no uh, fear of even opening up or anything like that. And if it doesn't work out, that's it. You don't have to worry about ever seeing the person again because you never saw them in the first place. But that really, <laughs> it really... Uh, the internet, but Eleven in general, with how comfortable it can be and the way it's structured for social interaction compared to 14, and which is not structured for social interaction, uh, just cutting through all that, they don't need to know what I look like, they don't have to think anything about me, they don't know what I you know, feel or anything like that, and I can just talk to them. And that usually is much more productive than standing at the punch bowl at a uh, high school prom and all that. Oh, man. <laughs> yes. Oh, <laughs> But you know what I'm getting at there. Yeah, for sure. Throw the and Spanish just, yeah, fly just in the, there. Just the fact that, that people will gravitate towards your ideas. And, and like you're saying, like, like-minded like people will work together. And from there, because you're putting out ideas that other people would want to build upon with you, um, you get that kind of camaraderie built. In. That's that's what this game has. A, a lot of games where you play with don't. And I mean, this extends past MMOs. Like, you don't see that sort of thing happen in like Call of Duty. I mean... You sure people will sweep in and like shoot somebody in the head? Yeah, I mean, let's let's look at just online games as, as a whole. Um, like what this game has that, that they don't. I mean, you'll get a bunch of shit talking like that exists in both games, of course. Um, but you'll only really play with other people in Call of Duty, like if you're either real life friends with them or if they're actually good at what they do, or maybe some combination of. Like in FXI, you could just chill in LS with people who are just like minded and never play with them once. Um, I know that I haven't done anything with the people in our in our Discord who who are also part of our link shell in game, but I have actually said stuff to them in game when I'm not AFK, and it doesn't mean that you know anything else is expected either. Like the social interaction exists if you want it to. It's not like tied to how well you play the game, which is important, especially with everyone being shut in. Yes, and I mean as far as I go, when I get tells from people about oh I like your videos or whatever, as much as I am kind of turned off by hearing the same thing so i'm not as 
personable as I should be in those regards. It is kind of nice that there are people who care about what you do. I mean, it's not that I'm out there looking for people to care about what I do, but just the fact that people do, it's kind of like, oh, well, that's, that's cool. That kind of kind of makes me feel like I'm, not that I'm something or someone, but just that uh, I exist in a way that I was going to do anyway, but feels a little better than I'm myself, if that makes sense. Yeah, I can see that. Yes, it makes you more um, comfortable with being yourself. Yeah, like I, I post a lot of stuff into like an abyss that I don't know if people actually even can understand at times. And it's not to be patronizing, but like I post like not even to, to our discord for this, but I post to other discords too, just like ridiculous stuff about math. And like, I don't even know if someone's listening. So like whenever I read it, like, like, like you're saying, well, yeah, like whenever you get feedback, um, it just feels good that at least someone has like validated your effort, I, I suppose. And again, it's not that you even require it. It's just like, hey, I at least put it out there and at least some it meant enough to someone for them to say something about it. Um, and it at least, you know, either triggers your original intention where maybe you wanted to, you know, get the ball rolling on, you know, more more ideas surrounding the same topic. Or maybe it just convinces you that, hey, this wasn't a waste of time and maybe you just want to continue trying with this project and trying to make things better. Like there's there's a whole like list of ways that these this sort of thing can be beneficial to a person. So uh, there's still been, while we're even recording this, there's been more feedback on the Discord here. Ash, I see that. Ash and Bubs again here, uh, contributing Zan. more besides what he already did before. Um, the hidden math shit, he says. Games tell you too much now. This is your exact crit rate. This is your dodge chance. This is your exact upper and lower range damage of the spell. XI is like, check out this moon phase thing we have. <laughs> Honestly, I wish they would bring <laughs> that back in gear. That used to be more of a thing in gear. They've gotten away from that because of the QAnon nuts in this game. It's pretty absurd, though. But Man, yeah. it makes my, my craft HQ. Ooh. Yeah, currently Moonphase really only affects Fenrir, but there used to be like a whole line of gear that was like... And fishing. Come on. Everyone knows fishing's important. I thought it was just time of day. Moonphase matters for unlocking Sleep Gatu. Oh, oh, and Super no Mimi. That's probably the number one moon phase true, problem true. in this game, waiting four days for the next moon phase. For your awesome level 75 content that's needed for dual world job. Yeah. I do. Actually, going with the hidden math thing and the Odyssey content from before, what was it we just found out today that there is killer effects plus five from some JP testing or blog or something on the Sakpata's legs that isn't listed, which is very atypical what? because it's 75. Did you not know that? No. No, it's killer effects plus five in the Sakpata's legs now. Um, what? Yep, yeah, yeah, there you go. There you go. What? That's fantastic. That is, that is very fantastic. But we haven't seen back, like back at 75 when everyone was using like, uh, I'm Pup, the W-A-G-H, the Laga Bagnix, whatever, or the Purdue Hanger, Purdue anything. It was all hidden effects that were replicated again, tribute back to those days with the 117 Eminence gear had the same effects as the Purdue and stuff. Oh, the company sword is another one. Yeah, oh, yeah, there were a lot of party. a lot of hidden effects back in the day, or unspecific effects that are now more specific in terms of their effects. Uh, even with AF and relic and stuff, we saw they went from like repair enhances repair effect on pup feet to like repair plus two, repair plus three. So you know when it goes to plus three, it removes another effect off. Uh, as I opposed. really, I really like the idea of those sort of things as like hidden lore items. Like you know, the, the the item itself is notorious within the game itself, not necessarily as like a reference pointing to anything outside that SE is as like pulled upon. And like just, just just the fact that the company sword like has its own lore where it's like oh, it becomes more powerful the more people in the party. 
Uh, I mean, it's, it's, it's this little thing that obviously doesn't like compel any larger stories, but it's still just like lore within the game that is interesting that it just doesn't exist. Anymore. And I honestly wish they should, they would bring that back. Well, that would involve more of a team. So everyone stay subscribed if you want more content. <laughs> right. Let's see. Um, we have Zan. Uh, when you find a batcher with people, do we want to do batcher? Well, well, Batcher's the last on this list. Oh, I, I have Zahn after Batcher. Oh, okay. okay. I, I didn't realize with your updated list that we were... I don't think there. that's changed since I sent it to you, but okay. All right. <laughs> All right. Batcher it is. Batcher it is. If anyone doesn't know, Batcher is... I don't even think you know this, Fox. Not that I would assume you know everything, but... No. Batcher is the guy who used to run a link shell on Asura who made maps that are very... He still makes maps. He's a very, you know... I don't want to say he's a map guy, but he does not to the effect of uh, Ash and Bubs, where he does every high quality, you know, thing in terms of uh, gear and enhancements and everything. But he made maps for uh, Abyssia, which did like nice color coding and stuff that we haven't seen since. Uh, what is it? I don't want to say the name wrong. It was like the guy who did all of the ZNM charts and the Abyssia zone areas and everything. What was it? God damn it, it's gonna bother me. It was something it was something worm. Um I feel bad because he did so much work for the community and his name is all over old BG and I don't it's like it's like Ash and Verma. It was like something something weird. Anyway, uh he made the maps for the mob levels and their areas they're in within um Esha, Zata, and stuff like that, and they were such a big hit on Reddit that many years ago when I saw them Eventually, the site went down and everything, and I had to do a deep dive to try and find the old cache data on Google of his actual work, and I took his work and threw it on BG. And from that, he encouraged me with his little maps and stuff to make the fantastic EXP guide and where you find them. So Batcher still does maps and stuff today and whatever else he does. Uh, he actually updated the Altana viewer to 2020, and he actually is absolutely, he's the only person after many years updating the Altana Viewer, which gives you all the models and stuff. Like, I had to go into his updated Altana Viewer to get um, something for BG for the image for Fistule or something. Wasn't Oh, in. I remember that. Yep. Yeah. Yep, was in the, uh, he was the person updated that as well. So he does stuff like that, and he's the reason, I don't want to say he's the reason the guide exists, but he is the one who encouraged me to eventually make that fantastic EXP guide because of his maps, because everyone was going nuts on Reddit about them for a while even making threads at threads about anyone had those old maps so that is batcher for anyone but yeah awesome i had i had no idea so those little things that keep the game going yeah for sure uh it looks like you know they really appreciate the people they play with and in, um, it's it, a longtime friend in terms of finding relationships like these you can't find in mmos anymore um i will say yeah we had a guy who left texas to go marry someone in norway uh i have carrot yeah. and other people and and mermet claire on the game even a few years ago so not even too long ago uh so you know i will say while people do marry in other mmos i will say this game accommodates getting to e-date <laughs> using this game like a yeah. long distance tinder uh is is facilitated a lot better in this game than other games yeah, I had a weird stunt, like I said before, where I almost ended up in Italy awkwardly. And then uh, I remember my brother uh, graduated from college. Uh, we went on a, uh, a road trip down the West Coast and over to Las Vegas. And I actually met up with people that I played in-game accidentally during this entire trip. Like uh, uh, when I reached uh, around San Diego, there was a guy I played with who just happened to... Uh, we, 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 we had like um, 
correspondence every once in a while. Like I played with them a whole bunch and we just happened to be in the same traffic approaching San Diego. And he was like three cars behind me. And like, none of this was even, uh, none of this was even planned out. So we just ended up just having breakfast because I just happened to run into somebody I played the game with. And then uh, we scooted over to, to Las Vegas and, you know, I, I hit up some clubs <laughs> with uh, some people that I played the game with. And it, like overall, the, the whole trip was a really good time. And it was really cool that I got to actually meet these people. But, you know, I, I think that the, this, this particular road trip would have still been cool, but not as cool if I didn't already have these pre-existing relationships in game. You know, it was, a good, it was a good time. This Italy thing, I'm starting to wonder now. It's come up twice now. Maybe everyone else is wondering, too. It just it just happens to be like it, it's 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 a product of someone being uh, young and dumb. And then like it ended up devolving into like drama and like weirdness. Like, honestly, it's it's one of the things where I'm glad I made the right decision not to pull the trigger on it. But yeah, it was weird. I remember part of I really think that the Netherlands, Holland is one of the all time greatest places to live. And of course, yes, it is next to Norway and Sweden. Uh, so yes, it is close enough to suck it, <laughs> but I met someone in there during the 99 era Honeyflower, and they lived in a small area down in the South near the German border between two towns, three towns, technically, maybe depending on how small you want to say that area is and how notable the towns are nonetheless, uh, and spending time with them in their little town that no one would have ever stopped in otherwise and getting to meet someone from the game. Can I help you? No. <laughs> Jeez. Get called out, dude. Well, I just turn around and, and the, the door is open and, and Kara's wearing a towel and she's like, you done? I'm like, no. That's Where is your dinner? Oh, okay. So you can that. sometimes meet people in the game who demand that you make them dinner. Yeah, jeez. Go turn the oven on to 400. Put the port... This is our... This is no agreement. Go put the... Turn the oven on and cut a potato up. Jesus Christ. So for those of you who don't know, we do spicy this cooking. Cake. Yeah, cooking was spicy. <laughs> and sous chef, carrot. I uh, more like the eater. Make it, I'll eat it. <laughs> anyway, so meeting Honeyflower was nice because literally I would walk around the town or whatever, and then when they got to work, they go, "Let's go to the park," or on their, even on their lunch break, "Let's go to the park, let's sit down, and let's hang out uh, and have a beer, or whatever." On my lunch break, in the middle of this beautiful park where people are like riding bikes, and there's a fountain, and it's very green and nice. And just hanging out with someone who you met in the game and never anticipated ever meeting, it was just kind of like one of those things that I don't think you can really necessarily find, obviously not in Call of Duty, but just in general. It's like those memories make this game irreplaceable. Yeah, and the game itself provides that ability to even happen, or provides the, the framework for that to even happen. Like, if it didn't originally promote social interaction, if it didn't still promote social interaction, then, you know, we wouldn't even we would have never had that chance. Like we would have met these people in a duty finder and then just kind of parted ways once we smashed the content or died. Which gives way to our last comment here from Azan, which is more of the same, but all important nonetheless. Irregardless. Not a word. Anyway. Irregardless. I like that word. I think it is a word to add emphasis, even though it means the same thing as regardless. <laughs> I use it the same way. Anyway, when you find a good group of people to play with and it's the reason you keep coming back. Yeah. So that, that comment makes me kind of sad because like the people I talked about just now um, are people I don't play the game with anymore. Like this is the era of MySpace. That's how old this is. Ooh. And, you know, I, I don't even 
I, I don't even have ties to any of these people anymore. And, and it's, it's really unfortunate because like they were, they were pretty good friends, but I took a break from the game. I just happened to drop off and, you know, sometimes, you know, the relationships you build with people just don't extend past that. You have a good time and you enjoy the time while you have it. And it's, it's cool whenever people can find a good group of people that are the actual reason you're there. Because that means you're just playing a game for the reason the games exist, to have fun, to be an actual good diversion. Also, I too am a fan of all of the hidden formula messages. Oh, I forgot to actually put blue spoons in here. Oh, yeah? Not that I could forget blue spoons, but... As you just forget blue spoons? <laughs> I would never forget blue spoons. Blue spoons, uh, I am married to blue spoons in game for the past decade. I have their marriage certificate in my house. They are the greatest utensil, and they are also blue. Awesome. Blue Spoons has been someone that I have known for since the 75 cap. I mean, that makes it sound like it's yesterday, but it's not yesterday. And they are awesome. They said that I like that there's shit you can do alone or with people if you want to do. I don't mind having to interact with people since it's not something I get to experience in the same way in real life. Oh, yeah, I guess you're right. Blue Spoons also is married, or not, no, they're not married, um, besides to me. Woohoo, got that Blue Spoons. They are, oh, yeah. they live slash life partner slash uh, whatever with someone else who plays this game too. Uh, overgrown Teddy Bear is, he's a Galka. And uh, they also, they have uh, a whole family together and everything. And they've played, the, I don't know if they, I think they met each other in this game too. Another, another example of meeting someone in this game. It goes so far back, I don't, I can't even recall. It's like a decade ago. They met each other, maybe. It's just crazy. Yeah. So there you go. That's what makes this game great. Pretty much. And I mean, it's not just coming out of our mouths this time. Everyone is basically mirroring a lot of the things that we've said before, but we wanted to give them an opportunity to actually say something about it and comment. Because I mean, this this is the way a lot of people feel. You don't just have to be someone who spoke up about it. It's, it's just a, a cool game that was designed in such a way that you can take a lot of approaches to it. You don't have to be a hardcore player to enjoy it, and you also don't have to be a super casual to enjoy it. You can even be a hybrid of all of the above. Don't have to be a dirty troll like myself either. That's right. You you can go through your life knowing that you're not spicy. <laughs> okay, now you're going to get trolled, Fox. You know what I'm going to ask? Why do you <sighs> think this game is good? What is your personal input there? You've talked about it, but what is your personal answer? Not what you agreed with, whether it was Martell or Carrot. What, what is your answer? So my personal answer is that this game is functionally more engaging than a lot of other games that I've played. So I don't actually like playing it, but I do like exploring other people's ideas. And because this game is so heavily built upon one of the most interesting systems in all of the Final Fantasy franchise. For for those that don't know me, I actually absolutely love this franchise as a whole. Um, I am in the Final Fantasy VI team, where I think that's the actual best game. Um, but as far as the best system goes, it's Final Fantasy V. And this system in this game, back once upon a time when I was a, a wee lad, I wanted to play multiplayer version of uh, Final Fantasy V. And when I found out about this game, I realized that it was real. <laughs> As someone yeah, who's never played it's five. fantastic. So in Final Fantasy V, you get to like pick your jobs and stuff. And you, you, you level like your, a, a job up and you can like unlock abilities and then you can equip other jobs in a slot with the abilities that you unlock while you while you level a different job and it works almost exactly like uh, final fantasy 11 does um with a big asterisk because you know you don't you aren't limited by like sub job you can full potency like the ability to cast all the red magic or white magic in the game whatever you know but just the idea that you can combine all this stuff and still get to play with other people which was what was really missing back then 
um, because you can get a lot of really cool ideas and combinations of stuff that I couldn't even think of. But I was always excited about the idea of talking about it with my friends back then because they could have come up with interesting ideas about how to approach the game or, or cool job combos. So it's like maximum nerd. I, I would say that the reason I enjoy this this game is because I'm a maximum nerd and I absolutely love how this uh, how this game plays out uh, mechanically. That's about it. Well, that's perfect. I mean, that is exactly what I'd expect from Fox, but I couldn't say it if it wasn't from you. <laughs> Fair. So what about you, man? Ooh, I'm never easy. Or you didn't think about it? Uh, no, actually, uh, remember if anyone's on the discord and I was posting my musings about, uh, it's raining outside and I'm in bed right now sitting up comfortable because I have a nice weighted blanket and whatever that ah. I've invested in the weighted blanket. I have taken the plunge. It is, it is very nice. You have to take it, once you get used to it, very nice, very comfortable, sleep better than I ever have. I mean, maybe not better journey. than ever, but I sleep very well now on a consistent basis. But the cats are curled up, both of them, between my uh, legs or whatever, which makes it difficult because you got to kick them off when you want to roll over. But nonetheless, sitting there, the rain's raining outside. I have the cats between my legs, and they're not fighting. They're like a yin and yang ball of a big black and a little, a little black and a big white cat curled up in each other. And I'm just sitting there, and I'm thinking to myself, why do I enjoy this game? Because obviously I lay in bed thinking about the podcast. But no, I knew it was a topic that I had to actually reflect on. So I'm like, well, I'm not doing anything. I'm laying here. Might as well reflect. And it's not a straightforward answer. I can tell you what gets me off the most. Uh, it's not a sexual. In like a PG way? In a PG way, yes. It's, I was going to say it's not a sexual thing. Everyone, everyone gets off on different things. And it's not, it's not like a, you know, you're not Bill Cosby here, okay? You're not Louis C.K. standing in front of your hotel room door, sweaty and hairy and overweight. But I mean, you could be. Oh, well, no. I, I really enjoy that I've now tossed that imagery out of everyone, and they have to deal with how horrible Louis C.K. looks. I mean, besides the fact that they are who they are. That's good. Nonetheless, which is one of my favorite transitional phrases in the world, I play a game that is like no other game. It has shaped my life in a way that I would have never anticipated for, I would argue, the better, despite sinking inordinate amounts of free time into something that I don't do for a payoff. I do for any number of reasons to that particular thing at the time. And even if I quit the game today, I have still done things that are some of the most posted things on the game every time I look at Reddit. I see that the work I've done, whether it's a page I've edited, old content that I've designed, the page to be the way it is, my 1 to 119, my blue guide, thief, rune fencer, dragoon. I mean, any number of things that people have copied a table I've designed or whatever, I see that constantly being circulated to people, whether they're a new player and their first contact with the game is my stupid guide or my videos that suck and i don't think they're great i actually do think they suck if it was someone else making the video i'd be like wow this fucking sucks but <laughs> just the i am so deep in this game without like i could walk away tomorrow and i would be fine my life would continue i would be just as happy as i am in this very moment because i do enjoy doing this podcast with you fox thank you yeah. and it wouldn't change a thing 
but the fact that I've played this game to an extent people can only dream of by playing it beyond the game. I have played it into the wiki, I have played it into the community, I have a persona of myself where I am unabashedly who I am without any apologies, no regret in terms of my behavior. I've always grown and improved, but what I've done I've not been embarrassed of. I'm like things that I've said that were could have been definitely refined because I am far from the most refined individual in the world. Uh, things I've said that were stupid years ago, I still kind of look at today and I go, <laughs> like Beavis and Butthead. Although I've moved past ever doing things in a certain way, and I think I am ever the evolving creature, this game has provided me an experience that could never be replicated by anything in this world. So that is why I like this game, and that is why this game is good, because I have played it beyond the game while still playing the game, and that's it. Yeah, I would say that that's, that's definitely a good reason. <laughs> I hope so, how fucking long-winded I am. Yeah, I know, right? It was like your acceptance speech. But I mean, it's it's factual, though. But like, the uniqueness of the game itself is is definitely what draws people to it, too. And, you know, it's cool that you get to look at your accomplishments that way. You know, even if you walk away from the game, you still have those accomplishments and the impact that, is, that it's had on other people. So you you should always like take pride and appreciate the things that you do, uh, because that means that you're you're putting your effort into it, and you know it's 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 something that's actually meaningful to you rather than just meaningful to everyone. And you know when I'm laying in bed with that uh the the rain's very nice and loud, and I get the cats there. Those cats are only in existence because of the person I met in the game. So that moment in time would never have existed without it. Oh man, we're gonna talk about world lines. Yes, yes, the world line I live is not possible without XI, and I live in a overall world line that I think most people would be very happy to have. <laughs> Although it is still my world line, so okay. say what you will. Yeah, man. All right. Is that it? I think that's it, man. I think we've said what we need to say. Uh, we gave our shout-outs and provided our insights, so... I pictured it going better in my head, but I am glad. As I, I think every time I've said that, it's I've pictured that going better than it did. But I am glad to have included, you know, the community, our Discord, and it's a level of feedback where it's like, wow, we had like, a, you know, a bunch of names there and took a lot of time. And if there were any more, I don't know if we could ever fit anyone in there completely. <laughs> right. But, you know, it was, I, that was nice. Yeah, for sure. There's always that moment when you get off the roller coaster and you're like, well, yeah, I guess it's winding down and here we are standing on the platform. I'm going to get back in line. Is your adrenaline still going? Uh, I don't know if it was there to begin with, but yeah. Oh, yeah. This game's so boring. Fox didn't have, or this podcast is so boring. Fox didn't even have any adrenaline to go with it. <laughs> so if anyone wants to give us feedback, now that we've finally gotten a good amount of feedback and everything, and I will say that the podcast has, you know, doubled the amount of uh, traffic necessarily, but the amount of views or whatever it's had a uh, month over month. So we're actually getting people that care and are listening to us. And that's, hey, welcome. That's fun. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. I uh, keep giving us that feedback. Uh, I would like to be engaged with, you know, more people's ideas. Um, you know, I don't want to be the only one, like, throwing ideas out there. Like, even if you think you're wrong or something, I just think that all the ideas in the world are, are, are cool because it creates a conversation that, you know, other like-minded people can, can piggyback off of. And it's, uh, good stuff. And even if I'm Antifa scum, we still find that we all play the same game and enjoy the same things. Exactly. 
So when's cooking with spicy? Uh, well, if anyone wants to send us an email for their feedback at wtfinfonadeal at gmail.com or on YouTube, or, I mean, you could comment on the Podbean site itself since, I mean, I don't see us changing off Podbean anytime. Not that Podbean's great, but it gives me what I need for the price I want. There you go. Uh, <laughs> or just, you know, the Discord's great. Join the Discord. Uh, the concierge. Our, our link shell is not nearly as successful as the Discord is. The Discord's great. The link shell is a bit sparse. So if anyone joins the link shell, do not join Come Asking for Things. That is not what we're here for. But if you do need help and you are a reasonable person like anyone we've encountered so far, you are definitely welcome. Yeah, who knows? You might not find either of us AFK and we could actually do something. Who knows? You might take Fox to Italy. <laughs> that's, that's right. On a magic carpet ride. A whole new world. We really should yep that's it thank you fox i will see you well i would say next week but hopefully in a couple days for our Beastmaster episode yeah uh, two days yeah sure and i'll <laughs> talk to the the people necessary for that and maybe maybe daddy duty will eventually settle in and get back to us maybe we'll do that or maybe we never do it maybe someone else who is an expert in mental health that plays this game and not like I, I mean, expert doesn't mean you're you're you know Carl Jung here or Sigmund Freud. It doesn't mean you're, you know, a psychology theorist, but just working in the field and having in, uh, input to provide or ways to benefit people's well-being and stuff because, you know, we can only say so much. Mental health is something that's hard to level with. And when you do level with it, even if you think you're doing well, it does change how you think. So, and then also uh coming up I I think we're uh we're still planning on doing the uh, the three part series. Uh, oh yes, about mechanics, right? Yeah, yeah, that came up in the Discord in the feedback recently. If we're going to do a, it wasn't. I made it a three part thing based on my expectations of look how long we've talked. This is a long episode again. I feel it's appropriate. Yeah, that's what I what I said with this. I'm like, we don't have too much here in terms of feedback. You could read this in five minutes, but knowing us, we're going to go down the rabbit hole, and that's it. That's right. So yeah, we got that stuff coming up uh, in the future. So if you haven't joined that Discord the same uh join the ls say hi or go ahead and send us an email feedback but we appreciate anyone who's listening podcast magic i'll call it huzzah thank you fox yeah thanks man it was cool take it easy guys